you find yourself with the same incurable curiosity as us, this is a place for you. This is Spiritual Smorgasbord with Cheyenne and Desiree. So on today's episode, we are talking with a couple of high school sweethearts. Andy and Tiffany Hoosier. Yes, the Hoosiers. And they are going to tell us about a harrowing experience they had with a demonic presence. I didn't enjoy listening back to this episode. It gave me goosebumps. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good episode. Yeah, it really is. So good. Yeah. And I love their engagement story Mm -hmm. and not knowing it was winter solstice is super Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Tiffany tells us a little bit about her her, um, well, issues, just kind of her, yeah, guess, her medical history medical, yeah, and mm-hmm. how we've all felt lost in the medical mm-hmm. industry. We've yeah. all been in that room and how where you get just a weird push medicine yeah, and, and a weird diagnosis. And then they, there's no comfort. Mm-hmm. You're just a number is kind of how you feel in those times. Yeah. And then Andy talks to us a lot about um, an experience he had as a child with possibly a guardian angel yeah don't want to give too many details right. away but let's just let them get into it yeah well i mean tiffany's definitely gonna let us know about a bunch of teasers for her episode on season two right and then they're gonna be rolling out who's your health yeah okay we're going we're live Okay, San Diego. How we all feeling? <laughs> nobody's nobody's like taking over anybody else's voice. <laughs> Does anybody have jitters that this is our first recording? Yeah, but then I think of how great Andy is at editing. So, <laughs> yes. like, I'm like, it doesn't really matter what you say because he's gonna know everything we need to cut out. I'll trim it out, and you guys yeah. can talk normal level now too. Yeah. So I can be like, so. ha ha ha, and nope, I didn't hit red. Oh, you didn't even. Get but close I to haven't peaking. laughed yet. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know that's bad. We all have our special gifts. Yours is laughing really loud into Look, the microphone. It's not doing it. Yeah. We're all set. It's, it's, oh the, it's the Roadcaster yes. magic. The Roadcaster magic. Roadcaster magic. Sponsored in part by Roadcaster. <laughs> we are not sponsored by them, so we will not be saying that until they give us a the lot of money. money. But, yeah. but I'm not giving anybody free sponsorships. But <laughs> what if? Okay. What if? All right. We're like sponsored by Roadcaster and they're like, your podcast is amazing. We don't show you on our sponsor list. And we're like, that's right. That's right. Pay me. Pay me. It's either that or they send a cease and desist letter. And I think it's <laughs> could be that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, you're actually not a sponsor and you can't say that we are because there's a bunch of weird legalities that we don't even know. <laughs> right. Um, so and we don't like your topics. <laughs> yeah. And you guys are nuts. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being here. Well, hey, it's good to talk to you guys. It's yeah, going to be fun. Yeah. Excited to be Do, here. Would you listen to him? Seriously. <laughs> well, it sounds like you have your own radio show. It's almost have, like I have a radio do show. I do. Show? So it is almost I, like that. I do a radio show, and you're going to want to hit the green button underneath there, too. Okay, good. Hey, there we go. Perfect. So, um, yeah, so I actually do have a radio show. So my job is actually a operations manager, program director, engineer. IT. For a cluster, uh, T, everything uh, <laughs> on air for a cluster of seven radio stations. And then I do a 
show myself. So this is odd for me because I'm a conservative talk radio host. So, (laughs) you know, talking politics, talking conservative, traditional values, limited government, that sort of thing. Not usually the demographic that's interested or wanting to look at spiritual things. Or they, what I like to joke about is the quote-unquote woohoo things because it's just, it's just yes. different. And being in the Bible Belt of Wichita, Kansas is not something that it's usually like a mainstream type of, type of deal. So uh, this is a little bit out of the realm, yes. but it's kind of interesting for sure. Welcome. Yeah. We've all been in that seat where you're like, am I woo-woo yet? Yeah. <laughs> How well, woo am I? How woo am I? I? Yes. On a scale of one to ten, let yes. me give you this question. Here. Exactly. Well, and it's funny because I, I always kind of lumped it in as just the hippie thing. Yes. And that's and that's where it was. And I've right. always my entire life I've always kind of joked about it and made fun of it. Mm-hmm. And And so when she came in with her tie-dye, you were like, I know what she's about. I was like, wait a second here. <laughs> yeah, well, we started going down this road cuz and you know, my wife can get into that later, but some of the stuff that she's done that we've kind of started going down that road and I asked her a couple of days ago, I said, have we turned hippie? Have we done this? Absolutely. <laughs> We've turned the have, corner. Have we no done that? Back. The weird Once part you go is hippie, you don't go back. So. That's true. And the weird part is, is that actually the the quote unquote community of this, the spirituality community, the quote unquote hippie community, uh, is actually a lot more conservative, limited government than I imagine. Like everybody that I've met so far almost has the same political viewpoints that I do, which yes. is very fascinating. So I, I well, that blew my mind. I think the fascinating part is there's no labels in their beliefs. That's true. Which is why yeah. people stand by so strong. They're like, I'm Republican. I'm Democrat. My neighbors are Republican. I don't even wave at them. I'm like, I'm not a part of that hate. So I'm not a exactly. part of the label. Yeah. I'm not liberal. I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. I do not participate. I don't participate, but I do understand what's going on. Like, I'm not completely blind to it. But the thing that I've noticed is like I'm not going to hate somebody for their beliefs and I don't want to label on my beliefs. But if you, you know, if you do stand with a party, I'm going to go good for you that you and I identify right. in that party. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest, at least for me, that I, I sure. get out of the labeled hippie community. I'm <laughs> well, like, it is. we're just all about the love, man. Well, well and it's- <laughs> not only that, but you're self-reliant. And that's what yeah. it is. It's not government dependency. It's not about handouts. It's not about who's going to take care of me today. It's going to be, I don't want you back off. I got this. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm yeah. realizing, and that's really. That's what yeah. we really like about about you know the people that we're meeting in this community. Well, and it's mm-hmm. perfect because that's exactly how it started. Here was that being the conservative mainstream, whatever Republican talking points, and then with my wife's medical issues that we started going natural, holistic, because she's been through, and she can tell her story later, and I know you guys want to do that probably in another episode at some point, but... Yeah, don't give us too many... I, like, I won't give too much. Don't give yeah. too much away. No, but, yes. but what I what I will say is that what's, that's kind of what started the journey was because she had been through so many doctors, been through so many operations, been sick for so long... So much ...is money. that we realized that there's Inflated another way to do it. ridiculous. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she was like, wait a second, I can find ways to do this myself because the doctors obviously ain't going to help me. And that's okay. when we went down the road for medicine and herbs and plants. I was going to say, when was the point when you went to these doctor's offices and felt like that you were just a part of the system and not necessarily a part of getting better? It was a series of multiple doctors. Yes. There were some good doctors, of course. Of course. Amazing doctors. Yes. And there were some that were less than stellar. Uh, they and would just come in and be like, your name is uh, Tiffany. Well, yeah. And well, I think and Tiffany and I were talking about this earlier because that's kind of how my journey was as well. Mm-hmm. That 
the doctor looks at you and says something that you're just like, are you kidding me? And you're like, God, okay. So this is, I'm on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think what honestly started the holistic journey for me, the biggest eye opener and the very first biggest one is, well, not the first, I mean, I had several of them, but the biggest eye opener I had was I'm in the hospital and a doctor comes in. I am deathly ill. Doctor has clipboard in her face. She walks in. She doesn't acknowledge me. She doesn't see that I'm a human. I'm a presence. I'm here. She sits down and tells me I have sepsis and I have a 50% chance of living and that they're throwing every antibiotic they can at me and they're not sure what's going to work. When I said, wait a minute, excuse me, what? What did you just say? And I'm trying to understand the magnitude of her words. Mm-hmm. My, you know, and what, what I could just see my life, thro- you know, flashing before my eyes. I've got a little girl that just turned two just a week prior. Like, and she not, wasn't in this moment with you at all. No. And no. I was by myself. No one oh. was. And I, I said, wait a minute, what? And I'm trying to grasp and, and, and take in what this woman just told me. She puts the clipboard down. Actually, she slams it down and says, the man down the hall has it worse than you. Get over it. Stop. And oh my gosh, I, my heart just sunk because here I am with somebody that I trust that's supposed to know what's going on and honestly doesn't care. I'm and just saying, another put name. on your big girl panties and, and just deal with, deal it. with it. Yeah, deal just with deal it. with it. Yeah, you're, you, you, might you might die. die. You yeah. might die. And it's no big deal because I see this all the time. But yes. other people are definitely dying, so yeah. get over it. Exactly. And, and, and that, that was like the biggest eye-opener. And then right after that, the original doctor that sent me to the hospital came in and said, you know what, this is past my expertise. I'm passing you on to someone else and I'm washing my hands of you. And turn around and walked off. And so oh in twice in one in, 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 in one horrific event and one afternoon, I had so many people pass the buck on me and no one cared. And not only no one cared, but you said something earlier that struck me. You said I was by myself because no one was there with me. Yes. Right. So like not your husband, not your child, not your mother. You were by yourself. By myself. And think about all the people right now sitting in hospitals who can't have visitors. Breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. And they're going through that same yes. turmoil. And that is so horrible. I mean, mm-hmm. am I, my, I mean, thank goodness COVID wasn't there. This was back in 2016. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my husband had to take care of our two-year-old daughter. Right. My parents were trying to meet him halfway from Colorado and and he was trying to drive halfway through Kansas they're trying to figure this out because we have no one out here and and it was so I was by myself I could not imagine because that was the most heartbreaking scariest thing I've ever endured I know that all of our paths we're supposed to walk by ourselves yes but there is comfort in having someone with you mm-hmm. and it you know and yes spiritually yes you've, you're never alone but just to have someone's hand. And when I thought my darkest moment in that in that hospital, I had a nurse hold my hand and I cried, please don't let me die. Mm-hmm. And she held me. And honestly, I just wanted to grasp to any type of life that I could. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be alone. And the fact that the, my heart goes out to the people who are in the hospital who are dying of cancer, who are dying of COVID, who have other issues, accidents, whatever, and their family members are not allowed to be with them. Mm-hmm. There is nothing more dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. To your to a spirit than to be alone with strangers, mm-hmm. and thank goodness for that nurse because she was the only comfort that I had. And so mm-hmm. my, you know, I am so excited for you know, not excited. Sorry, I'm very excited for. <laughs> and there I said it again, but at least that somebody <laughs> wants to take that career path. Like that's yes. exciting for them, right. and mm-hmm. to be there and to want to hold those hands of those that are 
writing a Passover. And I mean, to give solace and comfort to somebody in that time of need, I mean, is just amazing and good on them. Well, mm-hmm. and you didn't die. No. No, Yay. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, we're here. And I, I couldn't think of a a better teaser for your episode right. than what you just said. Oh, thank you. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. and she's, Knocking at death's door. Yeah, and she's the master wow. of that. And that's what opened my my mind to a lot of the stuff of, well, you know what? The doctors don't have all the answers. The pills aren't going to fix everything. The surgeries aren't going to do everything. You can do this naturally. And I started thinking, you know, what did they do a thousand years ago before all this stuff happened? There's got to be a way to do that. So well, that's, that's, that's kind of what opened it up. It is. And we talked about that because then, of course, other things started to happen after that. Of course, that was not my last doctor's visit by no means. However, you know, we talked about it and I thought, you know, our ancestors were so smart. They know I like whatever ails us. There's a cure for on this planet. Mm -hmm. We're just not smart enough to know how to use it, but our ancestors were. We need to get back to that. Modern medicine, basically what that is, is it is what you get from the plant, the healing benefit, just on steroids with side effects. Yes. And so a lot of people, modern medicine is considered sexy. It's it's fast resolving. It's instant gratification. But, and and so like plant-based formula, the raw natural plant-based formula is what is going to work. It's going to be great. It just takes a while. And mm-hmm. people want that instant gratification. Yeah. Oh, yes. So a lot of people try something. It's been something. marketed to them that way too. It, it has. Like, oh, that's the old way. It's going to take you forever. But if you just take this, you wake up tomorrow mm-hmm. and you can have whatever you want. Exactly. You can do whatever you want. But at what cost? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know. My leg is broken, but have some Oxycontin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, dude, your leg is still severely broken. Broken. Right. You just can't feel anything. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, so what's, what's go to nature? Let's see. Yeah. You know what? There's pain relievers in nature. Marijuana mm-hmm. is a great pain reliever. Yes. For one. I mean, you know, just. Mentally and physically. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, but there's other remedies out there. And everything that ails us, there's a cure for right here on this planet. This whole room smells like peppermint. <laughs> We're all <laughs> getting cured. We're right all now. getting yeah. cured right, right now. now. It's a beautiful essential oil I bought from a local. <laughs> I guess you could say apothecary shelf, but <laughs> I, I'm getting healed right now. Yes, yeah. exactly. It is. And it's all around us. We just need to know how to look for it. And I'm sorry, but that's kind of what we were discussing. And, and that kind of was what started this embarking this whole journey. And what I'm very fortunate that, you know, my spouse and I are together on this. It's not just one of us having a spiritual journey. Yeah. It's that we're doing this together. And that's rare. Honestly, that's yeah. really weird. I told him I'm like happy envious for him. Right. Because right. like I, my husband and I, we, we are together, but it's not as together as they are where they're right. like, take your elderberry. And he's like, okay. You know, right. like stuff yes. like that. You yes. Know? Or hey, yeah. let's go play at the metaphysical store today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's do yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like we get excited cool. over that. Like date day. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, and she's always been more in tune with that stuff because being, you know, semi-Native American, she's been kind of tuned. I don't have a sense of the spiritual side i can't sense i mean her and i we've done ghost hunting we we're part of ghost hunting teams we've done things ourselves um and i'll get to some of those stories in a little bit but i mean i've never been in tune with that kind of thing i mean growing up as a kid my parents i was growing up as a christian but my parents never really went to church it was more of the we need to go to work all day and we need to work all day and then we need to come home and you know relax and that's all it was it was all work and no play kind of thing and then uh, when you went to church it was because you have to do it or else yeah well yeah and they didn't even be damned exactly exactly <laughs> so i started going to church myself without even them because they wouldn't even go i in middle school high school i started just going on my own because i wanted to you're curious I was, 
I was curious. Yeah. I mean, I always knew something was there. I always knew something was there. I just could never feel it. So I just kind of took it for granted. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go about my daily life, but it's just there. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of left it alone. Um, but I would be part of the, the youth group and I sang with the youth group. I used to sing in school and um, I would go and lead things with the church. I would be part of the worship group and sing in, in the church services and that sort of thing. Um, but and I even went to a missions trip to Sri Lanka after the big tsunami back in 2005 oh, with wow. the church group, and I and I did that. So I was always part of it. And then by college, it, it kind of just went to the wayside, and I didn't do much with it. But that was the extent of my spirituality, I guess. Mm-hmm. My religiousness was You're identified as a Christian. Yeah, just like, as a, as as a Christian. As like that was nice. I, it was there, but you know, now I got to go to work and just do my daily routine. So are you baptized with a church? I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was a community church, so it was really non-denominational. Okay. But, you know, I got... So, fun fact, we were really young high schoolers, and I was there for his baptism. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, she was actually there. I was his girlfriend. I was like, were you two together? Uh, we oh, were. So, about, yeah. yeah, or were we dating? Yeah, we were yeah. dating there. Yeah. yeah, I forgot to no say that. Way, no way, we weren't. No, we were just friends, yes. And that was the friends. first time. Yeah. Yes. No, quotes. Like, gosh, yeah, we're high school sweethearts. We've been together since, I well, I was, what, 16, and you were... Yep. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was controversial because that because my, you were so much younger. Yes. Well, that, yeah. That was, and, and my, and my parents. In his parents' eyes, yes. Was always yeah. it, it was always an issue. So um, it was surprising that she was able to go because you know to my baptism. It was became, a public place. That's how I got away with it. Uh, <laughs> She's like, I do my research. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I that that was the extent of my spirituality. I've always been fascinated by it, and being more politically driven, I'm a very analytical guy where it's hard facts, it's evidence. And that's how I live my life is based on stats, based on evidence, based on facts. And that's always the way I've lived my life. So I've always been very intrigued and curious to, um, different theologies, different philosophies, because I, I enjoy that. I love philosophical talks, but that's always the level that's never gone just beyond that is talking about different theologies, different philosophies. And I never really knew much about them. So I just always just kind of jumped into the, the Christianity side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, paranormally, I mean, as a kid, I, I swear that there was a ghost that was in our house when we built it that uh, I saw one experience with when I was a kid. And I'll never forget it. I was, I want to say about seven or eight or nine and it was no, maybe even younger than that. Um, but we were, I was in bed and it was an early morning before school had started and I kind of woke up and my bedroom was actually underneath the stairs that came down into the basement. And then there was a long hallway that came to my bedroom and I kind of woke up and like half opened my eye and I, there was a woman in a white gown that I thought was my mom. And I was like, Oh, it's time to wake up and I don't want to do this. So I closed my eyes and I just pretended to be asleep you know, for and because as she was walking into the bedroom, because I was like, I want to stay here as long as possible until she says, Andy, it's time to wake up. And she never did. And she came to the side of my bed and she turned off my alarm and she walked out. And I was like, oh, cool. Maybe there's a fog delay or there's, a, you know, something. <laughs> so I went back to sleep. A little bit later, my mom comes down rushing. You're late for school. Why didn't you get up? Why didn't your alarm go off? Why didn't you get up and get moving? And I said, what are you talking about? You came down and you turned off my alarm. She's no, no, I didn't. I didn't. So, um, that was my first experience, and so I swear that there was a ghost that was there. Okay, um, so do you feel like that's uh, like somebody from the other side, like planting that seed? I don't know, maybe. You know, and like you look back, like how far? If you're like, when did you get into spirituality, or notice there was something else out there, and you're like, go all the way back, all the way is back. It, yeah, is is that like your first exposure to what was that? Yeah, what was that? That was my very first okay. exposure of some. There's something different and something unique going on, but that was very strange. So maybe there was an actual ghost. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's kind of crazy. Um, 
but then after that, I didn't have anything until I've always wanted to. I've always wanted. I was like, I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to be abducted by aliens one time, and I want to. <laughs> I want to have ghostly okay, experiences. Let's, let's take a survey. How many of us want to be abducted by aliens? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Really? So, you don't? Okay. Before I listen <laughs> well, <I'm> to <laughs> this podcast of this guy, it's Coast to Coast. Coast to Coast AM yes. with George Nori. <laughs> yeah. So I, I listened to that. It was an episode that Andy actually sent me about alien abduction abductions. And um, I got, I don't know how far. I probably have like an hour left to listen to. And the guy was, I mean, he had been abducted for years yeah, and he he would he got to the point where he talked about like the reward and the discipline that the aliens would do for them because the extraterrestrials that was abducting him like they weren't they were like straightforward type telepathy they don't talk their you know what like, we're do doing this. right now yeah <laughs> so then he was like oh well I fought him for like six years and I was like you fought against what they wanted you to do when they were like you know probing you so to speak so since now that is what I think they're gonna do to me <laughs> I'm like I'm actually cool guys like there are so many other people that yeah. want to volunteer to go on your spacecraft like if I'm sitting at a lake and I happen to see your spacecraft I will wave at you but leave me here <laughs> and I have stuff to do on earth. Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that like before I came here, they're like, what do you want to do before you go to earth? And you're like, Abduction. I totally want to be abducted yeah. by another alien race. Like well, I when just I want validation that it's there. It. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I don't want to be tortured for six years. That does not sound fun to me. Yeah. The no. whole, but, but he, I'm okay he if went mad. And, like, he got a up, divorce. He went bankrupt. He like, he lost his whole life for like six years because this thing that he couldn't prove was happening to him and i think that i'd be in like a psych ward by that point because you're like oh well i didn't sleep last night boss because i got abducted by aliens and (laughs) they decided to punish me because i was fighting him to get back here so i could sleep and get to work on time like you're still getting rode up could you imagine (laughs) so i yeah i can't so i'm like no my end result is i'm good yeah i'm good right here (laughs) i i want to pick my experience but i'll do like astral travel i'll do meditation (laughs) but like leave my body here and don't poke me i have a bubble don't come in my bubble you know you're like i have an egg yeah it's i have an egg yeah so yeah i I agree with you yeah you know the ground is sacred leave me on it yeah i like it here I just want validation being the analytical i need hard evidence kind of guy that i am i need proof i believe i know it I really know it, but I want proof. Okay, well, it looks like we have a volunteer. Uh, yes. Ding, ding, ding. He, it's the guy in the cutoff t-shirt. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Like, um, but that, So I have not had any alien experiences, by the okay. way. So there is that. But mm-hmm. let's talk about that. And I hope I'm not like cutting off anything else mm-hmm. in between your story right now. But if I want to jump to this, can we talk about when you're the kid that like fell? Yes. Yeah, so that was actually... Um, actually, I think that's validation enough. That is, you know what, you're age. right, and that actually happened before. I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot all about it. But that actually happened before the experience with um, the turning off the alarm clock thing because we were actually building that house at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to in the second grade, we had a house fire. It, we bought this old hundred year old farmhouse in Ohio, uh, and it burnt down. I got the message from school like, "Hey, your house burnt down." I'm like, okay, oh. that's nice. Yeah. And that entire summer we lived in the garage and in a, in a little camper out there as we were building and my parents built a log home on that same property. And so during the 
building of it, if you know anything about log homes, they had the log beams where you put the flooring on, but the log beams is, you know, the, the, the base of the floor. And they were, they were in that stage. We had not put the floor in yet, just the log beams that went across. Mm-hmm. Well, I was up on the third floor of the house where we were laying plywood down across the log beams to walk on. And that's what my parents were doing to work on it. And I was up there as a kid playing on them, which they told us not to do, but that's what we were doing. You were a kid. I was a kid. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, we were we were cool. We were fine. The plywood's on there just great. Well, I ended up stepping on a piece that was not supported on both ends, and I fell. And I fell 40 feet from the third floor loft through the main floor. As and a ha- child. As a child, and had hit the log beams on the main floor somehow. I mean, they were three, four feet apart, so I had, had to have hit them falling down through them. And I woke up on my back on the concrete basement floor. Uh. And he should have not woken up. Like, no. Let's be honest. Yeah. It should have if not have woken up at all. Analytical scientific <laughs> proof. Falling 40 feet you with fell a. 40 feet and landed on cement like. With an, you know, with a nice little, you know, bouncing off of log beams in between. Yes. Um, the crazy part was that the piece of plywood was underneath me. So I didn't actually fall directly onto the concrete. I fell onto the plywood that somehow fell and I landed on that one. Now, when I fell. All I remember is everything going black and a little bit of a breeze or a wind. Mm-hmm. And then I opened my eyes and I'm looking straight up and I landed flat on my back. Nothing was broken. No concussion. No nothing. The only thing was my glasses. I wore glasses at the time and my glasses were broken and were laying next to me. That's it. I had no broken bones, no nothing. So I know that guardian angel, something had carried me down uh, and, and protected me from that. Because, yeah, falling sonic. that, it was probably Sonic. Yes. So. I mean, people <laughs> make... Like, People make a choice to not be part of this world anymore, and they jump less than 40 feet, and yeah. they get their wish. Yeah. yeah. So, like, something had to happen. Yeah. So oh, that yeah. was that was very it's strange. In my, in my family, all my family, extended family, everybody was like, yeah, a guardian angel carried you down, you know, there. And I can definitely see it, but I just remember everything going black, and then the breeze, and then that. So, and but yeah, I mean, falling through there, something had to have happened, you would have thought. Or mm-hmm. at least, you know, cracking your head on the concrete, you know, something um, but yeah, nothing, nothing happened. So that was range. So and we then, had two little, little, little plants. Bread, yeah. Little breadcrumbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell Ex- us another breadcrumb. So. Cause you're like, woo woo now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like building so, up for yeah. this thing that's coming. I'm so excited for the story to just unravel. So, yeah. I mean, so then I go years without anything and I, and I go to church. Like I said, I know something's there that, that angel thing. I mean, falling kind of always in the back of my head, mm-hmm. uh, went to church on my own, joined the church choir, you know, was part of the leadership with the youth group, you know, doing all this stuff, helping out in any way I can. Uh, and then just kind of falls out in college until, um, well, until, well, I mean, uh, when I was in high school, we were dating and I would talk about experiences myself yeah, and I always thought those were fascinating. She was like, oh, we'd be on the phone and, like, the clock would fly off the wall. And I'm well, like, Well, I had an, okay, yeah, weird thing. <laughs> I had an aunt that passed away at, what was it, 3.05 in the morning. And she has an aversion to clocks? And, well, the <laughs> clock that she gave me. Oh. And nice. anyway, it hung up on my wall, had no batteries and had nothing. You know, eventually it stopped working, but I kept it up there because it was really beautiful how, you know, and she made it, she designed it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And anyhow, the hands, no matter where the hands were, no matter where I turned them, they would always go back to 305. Ooh, and that would always happen. Confirmation, confirmation. <laughs> there'd be time, too, where I would be, you know, on the phone, and that clock would just periodically just come literally flying off the wall. 
And there would be no reason for it. And then, like, I had a grandfather that, like, oh, I called him a grandfather. Um, good family friend. But he smoked cigars and drank red wine. And after he had passed, I could tell when he came to visit because you could smell him. You could smell the aroma. Mm-hmm. And so people that had passed, they'd come and visit. And I was used to having spirits around all the time. Did you ever see them or was it just you could feel their presence? You could and- feel them and you can, sometimes you'd see them. Um, I saw more of like a shadow, shadow people type of thing mm-hmm. where it was out of the corner of my eye, peripheral vision. I would turn around and look, nothing there, but I could hear them and I would, you know, and they would do, I mean, we, we had spirits around us all the time mm-hmm. and it was something that honestly, it was just a part of life. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, mom, grandma's visiting again, you know, and you know, it was just. What age did that start though? Because Goodness, I can't remember. I was pretty young. But isn't that wonderful? Because we always talk about people that like get the sight through like a kundalini experience they have like you know just aligning their chakras getting all their stuff out um and that's how they come into it and then there's generational where they're i mean they're open from birth you talk about it openly so i love that you're like oh it's it's totally normal in our family like oh grandma's here again yeah Mm -hmm. so like the veil has been lifted for a long time for you yes and she just went under the acceptance of it as normal yeah Yeah, like it's totally normal to you like there's people i don't want to like put anybody down but i know that like a family i'm picturing in my mind right now like none anything of what you're talking about right now doesn't exist in the parameter of their mind no and you were just like oh andy my (laughs) aunt's here again yeah and it (laughs) was you know it would happen all the time and not to say that i didn't give me the heebie-jeebies and it wasn't creepy because i mean you know still it's just but then it was like, oh, okay, it's my aunt. She's messing with that clock that she gave me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, what do you want, auntie? Hi. Mm-hmm. You know. And this particular aunt and I, I never got it because we weren't really that close. But, yeah, she adored me. And mm-hmm. I didn't really know her that well because I was quite young, you know. And then, but, so I wasn't really connected to her, but she always would come and visit me. Do you and- think that maybe, <laughs> maybe when she, like, crossed over, because there's a belief when you cross over, you get to see how you're connected to everybody yes. and everything you're supposed Absolutely. to do. So, like, even though in, like, this life before she passed, she goes back and they're like, you know Tiffany is to you, right? And it's just, like, this amazing bond the in best, a past life or something that, like, never way, had a, you know? Uh, Goosey, and she's me. like, crap! So, like, now she's, like, trying to get a hold of you. She's like, I am so sorry. I didn't know that you were actually this person to me. I was, you know, I'm doing this part of my soul journey, but you, you have some, like, past life connection of some kind to, like, a mother court or something like that. And yes. she's coming back, like, throwing that clock, like, hey, I forgot something. Well, and, and so, okay, so my thought is everything happens for a reason and it's all predestined and all this, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe her aunt's role is wake up, wake up, oh, wake yeah. up at three Oh five, right? Wake yeah. up, you know, Oh, that's a great and way so of looking at it. When she came, is. when she came to visit, she was like, I'm doing my job. Yeah. yeah. Clocking in. Clocking in. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I mean, it yeah. could be that too. And it, but growing up with these spirit, I mean, it just, people never scared me. They were people and they were people that I knew. Yeah. And I mean, obviously there was a spirit that I didn't know in the house. Like, you know, our, my parents' house at the time used to be a ski lodge back in the seventies 
from a resort that closed down, you know, prior to Breckenridge. So I'm like, okay. Who gets to live in a ski lodge? I know. <laughs> Frick, man. Yeah, I know. I want that life. No, that, that was in the 70s, granted, but they did that, I guess. And I had no idea, you know. But anyway, I don't know there was a spirit. I just think and how I, cool the ghosts look from the 70s. I know. Oh. Well, they ran, and I don't know if it was an animal or a person that was like a runner, an avid runner, but it would run back and forth between the, my bedroom and the bedroom upstairs, up the hall, down the stairs, back up the stairs, across, across, down, up. And it scared me because I remember being in the seventh grade mm-hmm. and the remake of The Exorcist came out. Oh, no. <laughs> and they were playing the clip of like, oh, of the girl going back during the crab rock, but down the mm-hmm. stairs. Mm-hmm. And then right then, mm-hmm. that flipping spirit you would hear the ghost <laughs> running across and down the stairs. I think I ran out to the yard. I probably I would have terrified. peed myself. I mean, you know, because it was stuff like that. Like so, right now, I'm like, it's good. Bye. So I would tell Andy about all of this stuff, and he was like, wow, that's really neat. And he was like trying to grasp what I was saying. I was like, did you believe when you're on the phone with her? She was really cute. I was like, all right, honey. Whatever you uh, say. Okay. <laughs> okay, so sure. we're, not, we're not there yet. I was Tiffany, not, not anywhere. Tiffany's yet. like definitely like a huge influence in it. Oh, like yeah. Tiffany's aunt's like, wake up. Uh, Tiffany's consistently going to Andy and being think, like, knock, knock. I think then it. our relationship is kind of <laughs> like how you and your husband is like, well, you were like sensing all that stuff and he's just like, okay, you okay, know, whatever. Okay, baby. Are yeah. you happy? Yes, I'm happy. And he's like, okay, you're well, cute. I'm happy I believe too. you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, sure, yeah. honey. You know, all right. Call me later. Yes. <laughs> so, but after your aunt leaves, yeah, after yes. your aunt leaves, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I was never really into that until really, um, Oh, then we got engaged. Then we got engaged, and it was so. <laughs> then he regretted it. <laughs> so you want to talk about fate too, and you talk about things being predestined. I mean, that's another level of it as well. I mean, we dated in high school. She was two years older. She graduated. We broke up, and then I went back to Ohio for college for a couple of years. We lost touch for about five years. For about five years, because the two years that she was there, and then the couple of years in college, and then I, I ended up coming back to Colorado to go to a broadcasting school to get into radio and broadcasting. And lo and behold, I walk in to go register, and it's the Ohio Center for Broadcasting in Colorado. And I just left Ohio to go to the Ohio Center for Broadcasting in Denver. So I walk in to go register, and she's walking out, and we just run into each other. Because I was going to classes there. And she was about ready to graduate as I was getting registered, and then we just hit it off again. It just blows my mind. And so then we're together kind of for a long time as we do a long distance is I get out of the broadcasting school and then I go off to Garden City, Kansas, start my radio career. And for three years, three years, we did long distance to see each other once in an eight-month stint, every eight months for three years straight. That builds such a great foundation. No, yeah, but it's, it's torture. It was, it was the worst I had a thing I ever gone to. With Landon, and I'm telling you, it is the basis mm-hmm. of every part of our relationship because yes. I know when I walk out that door, he's not blowing up my phone with stupid, insecure That's comments. a really good point. Well, because if your home yeah. life's good, if you have a good relationship like you guys do and you know that you're going to have to do things together and you get to grow together, but if you don't allow your partner to grow separately away from you, if you literally need to like be their form of growth, then it turns a little toxic. That's I, true. And so. I've seen that. A lot of codependency on a that. A lot yeah. of codependency. So I love. I think I don't know. I, I gotta say, I think I'm coming. more codependent now because I'm like, you're not leaving my side yeah, anymore. It actually did the opposite <laughs> to him. Yeah, like, but it's, it's also exposing that codependency that you have. Yes, mm-hmm. you know. So you can and, heal it. And it also dives into. Sorry if I'm gonna get vulnerable for you, but it dives into that fear of, oh my god, if she ever left me, mm-hmm. what yes. would I do? Yes. Because you. Even I honestly believe that you were Andy's life before Andy was your life. 
in a weird way with the way that your journeys had to intertwine. Not saying that like no. she wasn't there or anything, but if you see the way that your guys' paths diverge for like five years and then then what? Like yeah. Ohio, yeah. what you you found and like now you're together again and you're on this journey, like it just makes total sense that way. Yeah. yeah. It's it's wild. Um and that's when things started to really happen is after the long distance stuff, I said, a heck with this. We are not doing this anymore. I said, I'm moving back there. I will find a way. Cause I tried to get her to move out with me, but she was working at a bank and she was just like, my family's here. I'm a Colorado girl. I'm not moving to Kansas. Never moving to Kansas. Nope. I'm staying never, here in never, Colorado. Never. Really yeah. Hard. See how well that worked out. Yeah. See how well that worked out. But I said, fine. You know what? If you're not moving out here, then I'm moving back there because I can't either. We need to do something here. I have yes, to. Be I have with to. You. I have to. I'm tired of this. It's crap. I was content. You know, whatever, whatever happened. In three years. But I was content with it. It was like, you know, he's mine. Yeah. I'm his. And, you know, it's all right. Yes. He was wigging out. And I'm like, it's okay. You know what? When the timing is right, it's all about good timing. That's great, though, because you guys are such optimistic people naturally, anyways. <laughs> so it's good that, like, if one goes down, the other one's still up. Yes. We always They're do like, that. We've oh, always no, been able to bounce each other all yeah, the time. Landon and I do that, too, and I really appreciate it. And it's weird, hell, because literally, like, when one is down, then, like, every single time the other one's always up to be able to do that back and forth. So it's it's weird how, again, we we work each other well mm-hmm. that way. So I moved from Kansas to Colorado Springs. I get a radio job working at a rock uh, rock station it's in called. Colorado Springs. Kilo, 94.3 Kilo, (laughs) K-I-L-O. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful station. Um, And they're they're great, and I I still love those guys. But I moved there. I get a little apartment, and at that time, she was working at the bank. 400 square foot, It was 450 square feet. Um, And uh, The closet. The nice thing was she was was still about two hours away, but once a month, her bank sent her down to a course, a training course in Colorado Springs once a month. And that's how we were able to start integrating again is when she would come down, she would stay with me then as we would start doing these training courses. Uh, and then finally, I, you know, I did the thing. I went to her parents. I did the ask for permission. We got engaged because I said, no more of this crap. Like, we're, we're getting this done. But our journey kind of started there with what we encountered then. So that's when it started when getting we bad. we were dating... We had a lot of not the relationship, but the experience. The experience, yes. yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> and what was really bad was when we were dating, we were pulled apart. Um, his family did not like me. Um, our families fought like the Hatfields and the McCoys. Oh. It was bad. We there's bad blood there, and I don't even understand why they did not like me. They Romeo did not want me. Or, well, and it, it kind of was. And and anyway, I hate to say it, but that's what ultimately made us break up in high school. Yeah, it was his family. We just we couldn't do this anymore. And he couldn't go through the torture at home knowing that he was with me and I couldn't bear seeing him hurt. So we that's why we broke up. So we are always having external forces always trying to pull us apart. Mm -hmm. And it was just it was just so much. And then we get, you know, so engaged in June. I, I, I ask her and then she we're planning everything. She moves in. No, not yet. So oh, we're that's right. Engaged. It even started before that. Yeah. So we got engaged. <laughs> wait, wait. And they were we... going to bounce off each other like this. This is what I wanted. After this commercial She's break. Like, no, no, honey. No, no. You're missing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw married. Uh, so I, we went down there, and it was the weekend that we got engaged. And it was so funny how that all happened, but that's another story for another time. But Oh, we can tell that story. Okay, okay. so I'm an idiot. Let's just throw that out there. <laughs> He's a fly. Okay. I to say it so in the Colorado- fashion of... of- Colorado Springs is right at the base of um, Pikes Peak, you know, the big mountain there. 
um, with the bases and everything. So I had the perfect, and you want to talk about, you know, metaphysical astrological stuff. The way that I proposed was I went to that, I went to the star registry and named a star. Um, and it was it was like in Latin. Nodding and approval. Yes. Yeah, it's, and it was. That's what you mean so people can't hear our head shake? <laughs> <laughs> and I did this. I, I named a star, and it was in Latin, but it he was made together it in Latin forever. Because in high school, I sang opera, um, and Latin was my favorite language to sing nope. on because it just rolled off the tongue, and it was so romantic. And you know those little details about somebody, right? and yeah. then you give them yes. off of that. It, you just feel so seen. Yes. Yeah, it's such a like an intimate connection of of memory and thought. That man, yeah. yeah. Well, I see. Thank <laughs> you, job. thank you. Yeah. But no, I planned out this whole night, and I was like, "Here's what we're gonna." Because I named the star. It was it was together forever, and it was in Latin. And I we had this whole plaque and everything. I said, "Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna wait till nighttime when it's really dark. I'm gonna drive up to the top of Pikes Peak at the top of the mountain, and then say, honey, you know, I named the star. Here's the registry, and then I want to propose on the top of the mountain.' So here's what really happened. So here's what really happened. <laughs> I also have an engagement story of here's how it really happened too. So I'm awesome. gonna plug that right out. We're going to do that. But you're not going to interrupt for it. So, <laughs> so I, this is what happened. So she comes down, and we're waiting. Okay, so I come down, and, and I have a feeling it's going to happen, but I'm not too sure, right? And You had your said, nails done. That's yeah, what you're saying. Oh, yes, I had yeah. my nails done, my hair done. I was prepared, but I didn't want to be too overeager, but right. I had a feeling. Yeah, like, what if he just gave you a gift card? Exactly. Right. I don't want to be like, like yeah. Here's some Taco Bell, honey. I was literally going to say Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> so that we, was our date nights. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, okay, wow. Uh, so. <laughs> the romance is not after the proposal. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Somewhat. Uh, so we, he's like, let's go for a drive, honey. And I go, okay, that sounds great. Where are we going to go? And he goes, well, we're going to go up to, you know, we're going to go at the base of like Pike Peak, Pike's Peak, and we're going to go kind of in front of that area. And I said, okay, so a nice little drive. All right. And we were going to go out and have dinner, you know, and, and I said, well, don't you want to go eat first? It's like six, seven o'clock at night. Don't you want to go eat? No, afterwards, that'll be fine. I'm like, okay. So we, he drives me up to this mountain. Well, first we're waiting, and we're, she's ready to go. She's like, what are we waiting on? I'm like, I'm trying to wait for it to get dark. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm waiting. Oh, it's not ready yet. I'm not really hungry yet, honey. Let's I know. Just he hold was, off. like, let's really dragging wait. his feet. And I'm like, well, let's just go and get the, get the show on the road already. Let's yeah, go. I heard there's food after uh, that. Right. <laughs> you know? So we, <laughs> we go for this drive. Finally, I get him out. We go for this oh, drive. Oh, which, by the way. My car is a piece of junk, oh, so yeah. I have to stop three times going up the mountain to put <laughs> antifreeze in my car because it's overheating. Did you at least so, bring some cheese sticks or something? No. Like, <laughs> no, he didn't feed me. He was making me wait. No and so I'm like, okay. And I mean, yeah, we barely put it up this mountain. I didn't think the car was going to make it. So eventually it didn't make it. We actually had to stop off we to the side. We stop about three quarters <laughs> of the way up. And so I'm, we're here and we're standing over a ledge and we're just kind of, we're kind of standing. I said, well, this is really nice. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to stand up and show you the city. You know, what Colorado Springs looks Andy, like. What's your mind doing right now? Mine's thinking, like, will it freaking get dark already? Come <laughs> and, to find out the reason. Well, wait a minute. So he's like, did you see over there? Did you see this? And I see a helicopter going by. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, is it going to have like one of those banners on it? Like what's going to happen? And I go, okay. And he's diverting my attention all over the sky. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't see anything. What was I, well, what do you want me to look at? And finally, 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 he's like, ah. Oh, I gotta wait. Well, what are we it's waiting for? It's enough. gotta get dark. Fine, it's good enough. Finally, as soon as he said that, the sun Fine, literally sank behind the mountains. Now it's dark. 
And he gets in, and the little dome light in his car is on it, and I hear him shuffling around. He shuts the door. It's pitch black again, and he shoves all these papers in my arms. I have no idea what the heck these are and what I'm looking at, and I have no clue. And I was like, honey, that's our star. And I go, what? And I'm trying to fumble all these papers, and I'm looking, and I don't know what's going on. I go, our star. He goes, yeah. He goes, I named it, and I named it this. And he he says it in Latin, and I go, Wow. Ooh. And I'm like, I wish I could see these. And, you right. know, but and it's then, too damn dark now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He's down on his knees and he proposes and I get so excited. I about knock him and we almost both fall off the mountain. Because we're right at the edge there. <laughs> right at the edge. Right at the edge. Everyone's scared. And so then we go and I'm so excited. and so Well, now going. it's 930. And the reason it was so dark is because it was summer solstice, the longest day of the freaking year. <laughs> nice. Wait, so now, on the solstice. On the solstice. On the solstice. We don't have a clue but yet. We no, I have no clue. Going. Yeah, on the. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, well, he didn't plan that. I was very like, well. I did not plan this because now we get to the restaurant and it's ten o'clock and they're shutting doors and they're like, sorry, we're not taking anymore. <laughs> You still get no tea sticks. <laughs> no. Oh, Actually, I wanted hummus no and a no food. hummus. So anyway, Taco Bell was the savior. It, but anyway, so nice. that's what we got. But no, so every summer solstice now we celebrate our engagement day because yeah. it was such a, it was so. That's adorable. Well, it was just so funny. But and I, I never was, thought of the summer solstice thing. I was just like, I picked the longest day of the freaking year to wait till it's dark <laughs> to try and propose. And it's like nine o'clock till it finally gets dark to me to do this. And then the restaurants are even closed. I was like, I guess we could have gone out to eat beforehand and then go do that. Uh, but hello. I you know, the blonde in me was just like, meh. And well, I was trying to say, let's go out to eat first and let's see how the evening takes us. No, no, we have to go yes, to the mountain first. But every guy that I've talked to, like, I always ask, um, what did it feel like, like, right before you knew you were going to propose? Oh, I was because scared. Because my husband I was scared like had crap. to do it, like, immediately when we got to the place that we were because him and my brother used the same phrase. They said it was burning a hole in my pocket. And I knew that you weren't weren't going to say no, but just, I had to, I had to just get it over with. It really is. Yeah. It's really such a big moment in your mind more than it actually is. Um, I guess for some people, for me, I was like, I wore a waterproof mascara because I knew it was coming. So he's like, keep your nails done. It could happen (laughs) at any moment. And he actually flew me. So we went to Kansas City for the night to hang out with my friends. Then he flew me to Portland, Oregon, and then rented an Airbnb in Mosier, Oregon. Ooh. And it was just this whole, I don't even know where I'm going, pack a bag, get on the plane, which if you're going to woo me, <laughs> just tell me to pack a bag and like, don't tell me where you're going. Absolutely. There's nothing you know? sexier than that. Uh, oh, seriously. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. This is freaking it. We're going to get engaged. It's happening. And, um... So, yeah, we get there, and we get to the Airbnb, and the place that he actually wanted to propose to us was shut down because some kids lit fireworks in the forest, and it turned into one of the biggest forest fires in Oregon history. Oh, no. And that's, he had planned this forever ago. I knew, like, around the time that we were going to get engaged, but I didn't know exactly, like, when. So, we get there, and I don't get ready as well as I wanted to because they're like, hey, uh, there's a waterfall not too far down here, so we're just going to walk down there. And then he ends up proposing there, and the only, like, thing that I have going for me is, like, nails. Um, my The makeup I was using actually stayed good on my face, and... Um, yeah, I think that I was just going to go on a hike, and I'm like, we're going to go out there and do it. So when he proposes to me... What do you mean by do it? 
you know, get married, get <laughs> hitched. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Just clarifying for the yeah, audience. Yeah, no, because he, so the cool thing about it was he had his, the guy who was going to be his best man and his wife came to the Airbnb too and they shot photography and video through the whole thing and he planned it all around capturing the moment. Yeah. So when he actually like got down on one knee and asked him like the little like bitmoji in my head was like, oh my God, Cheyenne, <laughs> here it is. I know we haven't like dreamt too much about this moment but but now i regret that no 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 because like they're always like little girls always think about mm-hmm. what their wedding is yeah, gonna no. be and i was like i'm gonna be barefoot it's gonna be outside and it'll probably resemble woodstock and it'll be with <laughs> a really cool just chill dude and that like that i just want to marry my best friend that's yep. really what i manifested and so we're on this mountain by this cute little waterfall and he gets down on one knee and I start crying, but the tears don't fall out because the mascara traps them between. Mm. <laughs> so he's giving me this like beautiful speech. I'm supposed to remember forever and thank God someone videotaped it because then the bitmoji in my head starts going, oh my God, I can't see. I can't see. Uh, did he do, wait, did he, did he just ask? And there's a long pause in reality. Ugh. And I I didn't know if I said yes, so I grabbed for the ring. And he goes, you have to say yes. And I go, yes, oh, yes. Because I literally went into myself in the moment and was like, I can't see. I can't see. And when I tried to explain that to him, because when you watch the video, he's like, do you hear that long pause between when I tell you that you're my forever and will you be my wife? And you're... You're like this, <laughs> and you're like, well, yes, yeah. Are you so mine? like, I'm so not my sure. yes is like, oh yeah, this. yeah, of course, like totally. Give me that shit, you know. Uh-huh. Put that ring on my finger, <laughs> and that's his biggest joke. Is he's like, I, I thought that you were gonna like jump for joy and do all this stuff. He's like, but you froze, and <laughs> yeah, I was like, freaked, yeah. <laughs> what? A- I'm so glad you never froze. Like that yeah. would have wicked me out. No, I yeah. just pushed you off a cliff. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. Totally fun too. <laughs> So back to you. I definitely just wanted to be a part of the this Such is my engagement. That's a fun story. story. Yeah. That's a fun one. I love I love like what your perspective of the engagement and she's like, No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm over here <laughs> this like this. Right? Oh, it's and so I was just funny. I just made a fool of myself waiting until ten o'clock at night and then not being able to eat. So it was a but it was fine, but that's that it's also the solstice. Well, yeah, like, I, and I didn't so even funny. think about that. Never even thought if about I that. If I channeled spirit, I would be like <laughs> yeah. I never they even thought humor. about that, but that that's funny. but 100%. that's when everything started, and it literally started that night. And well, no, not that night. It started. Oh, it, it was, was that, that night. night. So the, well, so, it was small. Tell me how. It was okay, small. so we. Uh, so I was there and with him in Colorado Springs, and we finally got Taco Bell, and we finally got food. And no, it wasn't exactly how he had it planned, but mm-hmm. you know what? It was perfect. It was perfect yes, for us. Exactly. So we get back to his little tiny apartment and. It's it's pretty barren, you know, and um, I I get in there and he said, you know what, I gotta run up the street, I gotta go to the store for something. Which no, was no, 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 that's later on. I mean, it started this time just with the um, with the first one. Like really we, small. It, it started off really small. Where I woke up the first off, we're on a twin size bed. No, no, no. In this no, place. this happened first because you had to go to the store, <laughs> and he or or no. 
Blockbuster was still around. That's right, it was okay, a Blockbuster. That, yeah. And so, so he, this was a long time ago. Yes. This was <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. But he kids said, I today have won't to go know. around the corner and go and return this movie. And I'm like, okay, for you kids, it's like a Redbox, only there's a store. And so <laughs> I don't even know if they mess with Redbox anymore. <laughs> Those things are looking jankier and jankier. Yeah, it's like no, Hulu. It's like Hulu and Netflix, but you get to walk into the place. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, I'm not walking anywhere. You are bringing it to and me. And you get to read the preview rather than see it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, and you hold the movie. Yeah, uh, so wow. he went around the corner because I think we were, we, uh, we he had a movie, he had a return. And I said, okay, honey, I'm So you're at the apartment by, by yourself. By myself, and I'm going to go ahead, and my duffel bag was kind of near the front door, and I was in the living room, and the light, the ceiling fan light was on, and so was the fan because it's June, summer mm-hmm. solstice. And anyway, he's gone, and anyway, I have my duffel bag there. Well, I'm going to get my toothbrush, and I'm going to get ready for bed. So I, 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 I'm over my bag, and um, I'm facing towards the door, and the rest of the living room, of course, is behind me. And anyway, I said, all right, got my toothbrush. And so I go and turn off the light, and I was like, darn it, I forgot my toothpaste. So I go back to my bag, and I'm looking for the toothpaste. All of a sudden, the light goes, bing, comes back on. And I go, hmm, that was weird. And I didn't think anything of it. I go back over, and I turn it off. And I go back to my to walk out, and all of a sudden it binged back on, and I stopped and I went, "That's not supposed to happen. That's weird." But you already have the background of like spirits coming to you. So did you know that it was something like that, and it wasn't familiar to you, or was it just like, "Oh, we have an electrical issue well, in our cute little studio apartment"? Nothing like nothing like when it happened. It didn't even dawn on me that this was abnormal okay i was just like oh, okay you know and spirits yeah. come to her at her house with her parents yeah that's not an andy's 400 square foot apartment she didn't yeah. look up at the light and go okay auntie i'll put the clock on the wall as soon right. as i brush my teeth it <laughs> yeah. wasn't like that no feeling no at all. it wasn't a feeling like that at okay. all and i'm like okay and i grew up you know i'm a handy gal as well and i was like i grew up in construction and i'm like this is not supposed to happen this is not some type of electrical issue because lights go off not on yeah this is a little weird huh okay whatever and anyway i I, I carry on about my business. Well, we were, as Andy was saying, we, we shared a So tiny- then that night, I mean, it, or it was either that night or a couple of nights later. I mean, we were, t- we were still sleeping together on a little twin mattress. It was teeny tiny. So we it felt. Was horrible. And I mean, you barely breathe wrong. Oh, honey, are you okay? Right. I mean, it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't sneak out of there if my life depended on it. Yeah. I couldn't move a muscle without him knowing, you know, and oh, are you all right? You know, and it was so, it was so weird. Well, I woke up in the middle of the night and the living room light was on. And I just was like, well, that's strange. Like, did she get and up I didn't in the middle tell of the him night? about what I encountered. Yeah, I never said anything. So I didn't know. I woke up in the middle of the night and the light's on the living room. And I was like, well, that's weird. Maybe she got up in the middle of the night. So I got up. I turned it off. And that was like it. Like a good escape. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, I didn't even think anything of it. But it was just days of that where it was just little tiny things. The coffee pot just randomly turning no, that on. That was after I moved in. Um, that's right. Because that, she wasn't quite moved in yet. But it was about a month or two later when we started so bringing stuff down. We started bringing stuff down. And I was staying. And we're about ready to make that transition for me moving in and us getting married and, and all everything coming together. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I set my coffee pot because I have for my work, for work the next morning. And it was a manual drip coffee pot. And it was an old one that didn't have a preset timer. And so anyway, it's about 10 o'clock at night, and we're ready to go to bed for the night and go to sleep for the night. And all of a sudden, I hear the coffee pot go off. And I could smell the coffee. 
and I love coffee. And I'm sitting up, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm like, oh, it's my great-grandma B. She's here to visit me because she loves coffee. She's here to have a cup of coffee with me. Okay, well, I don't know what I need to get up and have coffee for at 10 o'clock at night, but all right. you know. And so I get up, and I'm like, well, hi, Grandma. And I'm sitting there kind of just waiting and seeing. And, and, the, and I mean, it brewed the whole cup. And I was, of course, bummed because, you know, I already made it for the night. And I'm going to have to throw out the most of this, you know, and, and start it all over again. So I kind of wasn't happy about that. Uh, fast forward to a little bit later, uh, I went to do grocery shopping, and I had some chips hanging up at the you know, top of the fridge that weren't even open. I just got them, that. put them up. Anyway, we wake up in the, the next morning, and they are like Scattered a mosaic everywhere. all over the floor. And it, it was an unopened bag, and they were open. And the cupboard was still shut. So it's a very powerful entity that's already in this apartment yes. that we don't, we don't technically know. know about yet. And so I'm kind of leery because I'm not feeling or sensing anyone that I've known. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sensing. Was it dark? Well, was it- not right away, but the tension started to grow. Okay. And it started to go where you could kind of feel some tension and it, some negative, you know, but not, but not, not like so abruptly, you know. And yet it was like, well, who is this? Who is here? Maybe mm-hmm. somebody died in here before. Maybe it's a uh, human spirit. And I was thinking, okay, well, maybe we're in their place and they don't like that. And they're trying to make themselves known. And so I was thinking, I was taking it on from that perspective. Yeah. Until it started getting worse to where we started. The first time it really started getting bad was when we saw... No, it was when f- was it, it was we knocking, saw a figure. Knocking. The knocking was first. So the knocking came first. Wait a minute. I need your theatrical version of the knocking story where, like, so, it knocked back so and it, it started, like, scared the crap out of So it started tapping on all of the walls in this apartment. And at first we thought maybe it was the neighbors because we had neighbors above us and neighbors beside like, us. Yeah. That was my neighbors. first reason. Yeah, yeah. And just common mm-hmm. sense instinct. But it was on walls to where it was the walls in between our rooms. Like, there was the wall between the kitchen and in the bathroom closet area. And, like, that was the wall that it was tapping or, like near the front door but not on the front door but to the outside you would be doing dishes at the kitchen sink and and above you but kind of in front of you on that backsplash wall Mm -hmm. but not where our bathroom would be behind it but no plumbing yeah okay that's the problem there there was no plumbing on that side of the wall but there would be tapping right Mm. there so did you hear the way that sounded even one two three one two one two three always one two three three. it's always one two three if it's something from the other side like that that really? would I, I didn't know, know that. that. It's not a fact that I'm going to stand by. It's just from my personal experience and from any any other tapping or knocking in any of the stories I've seen, they always tap three times. Interesting. If they're going that. to make the first move, it's not like I mean, if you start with three taps, they give it back. But seriously, anything I've ever heard, it's three taps. It was always three taps. Three is like a really divine number that we'll get into on a numerology episode. Sure. But yeah, it's always bam, bam, bam. Horror movies, suspenseful well, movies, and it would everything. it would mimic it because later on, um, we would I mean, she would want to do she was like, Hey, let's do a saging and do this. So mm-hmm. Which, by the way, it smells horrible, and I always hated it. I didn't sage the studio for the exact reason that you told me that Lysol and sage are like not your friends. Yeah, it just it's, so it's, it's disgusting to me in it just, here, and it doesn't smell. To like me, sage. it smells like burnt pot. Kidding. It just smells terrible to yeah, me. Well, yeah. and we don't we don't need the sage. We have the peppermint. That's very. They got the peppermint, so yeah. that's good. Yeah. 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 So we're saging one day, and you know we have no idea what we're doing at this point. It's getting progressively bad. We're we're hearing the knocking. We're feeling just. This overbearing, ridiculous negative presence, this negative Do energy. you believe yet? Well, no. What gets him Where, to believe? What is the line? Is when I had to work late 
at yeah. the bank, which our bank was open till seven o'clock at night. So I wouldn't get home till about seven thirty eight, and he was home early. And I walk in, and I got done at the bank at that time. I had left the radio. No, I was still at the radio station. I got home, and I was in the restaurant. I came home, went in the restroom, and right across that wall was the kitchen. And all of a sudden, I just hear this. Bam, bam, bam. I hear all the cupboards just opening and slamming shut. All of them just like going nuts. By themselves? By themselves. Okay. So my first thought is, in there, my first thought is, what is she doing home early? Because I know she's working late. And what the hell is she looking for where she's that angry, like slamming all the cupboard doors? What the hell? I probably thought I got fired and I was angry or something. Like, I don't know. Where's my cheese? So, yeah. Where's those dang on cheesy poofs? So I wrap up in the restroom and I run out there like, what the heck's going on? And there's nobody there and all the cupboards are shut. And I'm like, all right. This did is, I just hear that? Yeah. Did I just hear that? And what the hell was that? Um, and then we were sitting in bed one night and, you know, we see a dark shadow on our bedroom wall. And, you know, that's when she starts freaking Because I didn't see it, but she saw it. And she starts freaking out, you know, and, and it's so we're like, all right, we're going to sage the place. So she's saging. No, oh, we you don't, don't sage yet. We don't sage yet? Oh, was that it? Yeah. Okay, so then that's what really got me too then was that the middle of the night, I wake up and I look over to her and she's laying on her back, but her arms are stretched out in front of her up in the air, stiff as a board, just hanging up in the air, dangling up there oh like that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. I won't say it three times, but you get what I'm saying. That's my goosebumps right now. So I'm looking at her, and I'm like, I don't know what to do here. This is weird. She doesn't sleep like that. I mean, unless she's trying to stretch her arms or something. (laughs) Still trying to, like, analyze it. Trying to justify this. She found a new way to sleep. Awesome. Am I the only one that will sit and watch TV like this? It's helping blood circulation. You know, whatever. I will raise my hand up in the air to watch TV. You're laying back, and you're putting it in does sleep. Right, you, you are literally at an angle where you are. You have. Well, I thought uh, that's the thing again. And extension almost coming at you. Yeah. There yeah. is no balance there no. like this. Which yes. again, I thought maybe she was stretching something, but she's snoring. So I go and I just, I just touch her like that, just barely touch he her with a finger. Me. <laughs> I poked her in the arm, and her arms just fell, just dropped. I'm like, you know what? Again, I'm rolling over, going to sleep, and forgetting like? this. Yeah, I was like, what? So you didn't even analyze like how I had, that moment no. felt after? No, I was like, you know what? I was like, you're like, that was weird. That was weird. I rolled over and went back to sleep. Okay. That's literally what I did. Yes, because my I, husband would do the same. So I just, I want to know if there's like a feeling because, like, as a woman, I would have laid there and like stared yes. at my husband and been like. <laughs> This doesn't make well, any okay. sense. I've seen this a lot on Discovery Channel, and it's always on the haunting episode, <laughs> and this isn't okay. I was like, I told her, I was like, you know what? The part I'll start to panic is if I wake up and you're standing over me, staring at me in the middle of the night. That's you know, that's, <laughs> that is super creepy. Well, that is super creepy. But that scared me because I was thinking like possession, like yeah. what was I doing? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's times where I woke up in the night and I was being tugged. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I'd feel it on my like foot. from. I was gonna say like from the end of the bed, like from the end of the bed, up, or sometimes my arm. But I'd feel a tugging on Dude, me. Dude, did they come up to the side of your bed? Did you ever feel the presence standing like right oh, here? Yes, and I it, hate yeah. that it one. It scared me so bad because oh. I saw this yeah. figure in here. And let me tell you, this was like seven, eight foot tall. This was not like Slender Man, kind of, kind of, and I mean, completely dark, like a shadow person, but you could see the cloak, like it was, it was there. And what I hated about being in that apartment too is I'd walk, and I would hear behind me this oh. heavy stomping, and I could feel it 
even awake, so he's towering like behind me. Taunting you. Yes, yeah. and it was, he was over oh, me. I hate my and goosebumps right now. <laughs> so, like, these are not the goosies uh, I like. I'm like, these are not fun, but this is so And riveting. I could feel him, like, breathing on my top of my head. I could feel him towering mm. over and me. And that's why, like, I was there, and but I wasn't getting everything. Like, I was seeing and, and feeling some of it. What really creeped me out was we were watching The Fourth Kind one night, um, and she fell asleep in bed, and then all of a sudden I hear what sounded like a bouncy ball bouncing in our bathtub. Um, as I'm watching the fourth okay. kind and like I alien abduction, the, like I just remember this part of the story and I'm yeah. like, oh, I hate this part. Oh yeah, so it's crazy. <laughs> but then it got to the point to where we would be in the shower and it would fling the shower curtains wide open while we're in the shower. Which she, of course that is the most vulnerable that you could be, right? Is yeah, naked like in the a, shower without your eyes open, pooping. like you yeah. don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> she had the times where she was in the shower in the morning getting ready and she would hear the bathroom door open I'd and shut this. and then the scuffling and then the, the bathroom cupboards there. And so did, you ever, did you ever think it was like Andy walking in and just not going like, That's what hey, it babe, like. coming in? So then it was like 10 times more terrifying because you were already still in like your shower comfort zone. You just think it's your husband on the other side. So I thought at first, yeah, yeah. at first. And, and, and I'm like, still in bed sleeping. And it's like, and then as soon as that would happen, all the doors and everything would open. No. And I mean, it would be so, so bad. Mm-hmm. And then what got me the most. And when did you decide you should move? Like, well, when, when did no, that moment? We're not even there <laughs> we're yet. We're not even there yet. <laughs> yes. So now. This went on is, for about a four month time span, This is. No, so here we are. We're getting closer to Halloween. We're getting into October, right? And I love scary stuff, right? So yeah, I'm excited. Those, those, Her birthday's on Halloween, by the way. I, I knew that from earlier. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, this is my time of year. This is my jam, right? And we wanted nothing to do with this year. And, well, because we were so terrified. And you could feel the tension in there. You could feel the negativity Did when you, you open the door. Did you think Halloween could have made the entity stronger? Like, was that kind of? Yeah. And I didn't fearful want. Of that? Yes. yes, absolutely. Like and so I kind of didn't want anything to do with it, which is so weird because this is not like me. Yeah. Like, uh, Halloween is, like, my favorite, right? So I didn't even want anything to do with it this year. But what was so, what what got me is it was October, and in Colorado it gets really cold in October, kind of like here, you know? Yeah. And anyway, but it was snowing, and usually you will start to get a, a substantial snowfall by the end of October. And I am, Andy went back to our favorite blockbuster to go do another return. The Netflix. So every time at this point you've had, like, a couple different creepy experiences Quite a lot. but like anytime either of you left the apartment where you're alone did it feel like like it's when it happened yeah, yeah. it's when a lot of stuff you're would like, happen oh, as soon as we're separated yes. it would it would be worse comes for us it did yeah. a lot while we were together which was great because it didn't make me feel like i was crazy or him that he was crazy yeah. we were able to witness stuff together but at mm-hmm. the same time it acted out more when one of us left because i keep hearing him like yeah he decided to go back to blockbuster and i was like go with him yeah. <laughs> well, stand you know, outside well, I had something to do, and it was later at night, and he's like, I got to go. And a part of me goes, man, I really should go with him. Yeah. But what really got me is I, I had to do something. I was doing something. And I was standing by my filing cabinet, which we made a little office next to the little kitchen, right, because it's small. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I'm at my filing cabinet, and I have to find paperwork for something. I got to do something. And it was super important that, honestly, I needed that two minutes. So we can move on with whatever we needed to for our evening, like go to bed or whatever for the next night. So, or for the night and anyway so I'm in my pajamas I'm in shorts and a t-shirt 
and no socks, no shoes, nothing. I mean, I'm ready for bed. And anyway, I'm at my filing cabinet, and he goes, all right, I'm going to go. He grabs the movie, and he walks out. As soon as he closed the door, you know how you could feel a breeze, mm-hmm. like when it comes in, and it ruffles papers up on the refrigerator a little bit, and things kind of adjust a little bit. Well, as soon as he closed it, the papers ruffled up, but they stayed stagnant. They did not go back down. Oh, the wrong kind of God, God you're so again. good at describing this, and Tiffany. It's killing me. I look. <laughs> I have to sleep with the lights on tonight. Right? <laughs> and Annie's told me the story twice, but I've all I've just been waiting for your perspective of it. And damn, I'm scared. <laughs> so he, so those papers are standing on edge on the refrigerator with their magnets, you know, and they're just like up. They're levitating. And I'm looking and I could hear Andy's car door shut and his lights, his, his, his high beams come on in the car through our window. So, and then I hear him put the car into reverse and I'm standing Oh my there. God, all that just happened. He hasn't even pulled the damn car out <laughs> of the drive. I'm like, and he's starting to back up. And as soon as I heard the car go and drive and I'm about ready to like, I'm looking at the door and I'm just frozen in fear. Because you can't even run to it, right? You don't even know where this thing's at or what's going on. And I'm looking at the door. I'm not dressing. My husband's starting to go and I need want to go with him now. And I'm like okay but I was like but I don't want to go by the refrigerator because it's spooky there right and so I'm frozen in fear and as soon as he puts the car in reverse and the the beams go away all of a sudden the papers fall like bam and as soon as it did I got a rush of wind behind me and it knocked me and threw me into the filing cabinet and I mean like it picked me up and threw me into the filing cabinet to the point where I had just quit shaking my head bruises and everything and I mean it knocked the wind out it gave you bruises it gave me bruises powerful is all I keep thinking because when you get into like the conversation of poltergeists and how powerful they have to be to one touch you and affect you but to throw you like that with force that hurt oh yes yes and in that I, I realize this is not human this is ab- this is not human I never met a human spirit so dark this is not Mm-mm. right this is not Mm-mm. and I went outside in the ice and the snow no shoes no I coat, come back I nothing. come back and she's sitting out there in her shorts and t-shirt and in the in snow the, and the, I'm like what the hell are you doing like what are you doing and, because I didn't want to be in there and and I, she's like I'm surviving. <laughs> yes. I'm staying alive. Yes. Yeah. And that's what it was. And I, I mean, he came home and I just grabbed him and I'm shaking. He's like, what happened? And I'm trying, I can't even explain. You're I can't in sh- talk. absolute shock. Absolute shock. Yes. And he goes in there and I'm like, no, no, And you no. can feel you by know? that, by that, that's the point where really you could, where I, I never really noticed it before, but I really was able to walk in. You could just notice a difference in just the, the air pressure and the, the density of the yes. air and the intensity. And that's when I really I noticed like it because I never really paid attention to it much before because I'm not in tune with that stuff. I just, I don't focus on that. But it was so thick. But How could you, you, you then crossed a line there. That's Is when that I, I walked in and uh, we had already seen some stuff. I knew things were going on, but by that point, then it was like, what the heck? And I walked yeah. in and I could just take a deep breath and I was like, it's heavy in here. It's really heavy. I don't and that's the point want where we started to be here. Exactly. And that's when And that's when we decided we don't want to be here. Right. So we're and by then we started waking up in the mornings we'd have rashes of handprints around our arms or our oh chest. So he had so, uh, so this thing's elevating and is, like coming after you. It right. is it's bad. And what would happen is it put a six figured handprint around my neck. Okay, I was gonna say if you guys don't bring up the six fingers right now. I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> so it was a six-figured fingered handprint that would come around my neck, and it would be 
uh, it, it would be red like a rash, mm-hmm. and it would be completely around. And I mean, you could definitely see define the six fingers. And Andy, you had I also had it around had my an arm, upper too. arm, right? Yeah. And so we would wake up with these. Have you like googled six finger handprints to see like what this was? Okay, I was scared too when they told me the story because I. And it's probably from watching Charmed way too much, but it's just like you don't want to like research and say their name and like invite them yes. in somehow. And that's what we were advised to do because eventually what we did is Andy got a psychic that he knew from his radio station to kind of like do things. Wait, well, so- hold up. I have to interject right here because I need you guys to tell me the part of the story that blew your mind that when you left the apartment. So, okay, so that was the thing. So the rash was there, and we'd see the rash when we'd wake up, and it'd be all over the handprint. That's right. But as soon as you would walk out of the apartment, it would go away so no one else could see it. And then when that mind-blowing? Well, and then I'd come back in from lunch, and I'd come back in, and, I mean, the faucets would be on. And I'd have to go and turn off the faucets because the thing would, I mean, it just screwed with me. It, it was, was taunting it, you. It was, yeah. it was mess. It, it, oh, my gosh. So the faucets would be on and I'd have to go and do that. Or the refrigerator door would be left open or the this or the that. And it would drive me insane. Anyway, over, as soon over, as over. I walked in, I'd be there for about a minute. And then all of a sudden that rash would reappear around my neck. And why my neck, I don't know. Um, Did you ever feel anything no. that was happening? It just appears. It's it's just, yeah, just so it. I'd yeah. walk into the bathroom and I'd just see my but neck rash. I was going to say, like, you didn't wake up with the rash. Like, it just... Yeah, I'd wake up with the rash, and then if I left, it would disappear. And when disappear. I got back, and when you come got back. back, it would be there again. And so it, it's not like you can go to a doctor and be like, so "Hey, doc, what's going what's on?" Exactly. Going on here? Yeah. As a conservative Christian, right? <laughs> I always like to say that because I'm just like people. People don't usually come from that side, right? Right. <laughs> you, know, yeah. um, you know, people they're just like, "No, no, let me, you know, let me open this book yes. and let me read this, and this is going to tell me like why this is all happening to me." <laughs> but how? I'm trying to think of how to word this. Like, when was the point where you're like, okay, I have the psychic coming on my show, and I'm gonna have to be like vulnerable with this? Well, so I, ta- I talked. Help. I talked to her off the air because I at that time I was doing sales, so I wasn't even on the air. I okay. was do- I was doing sales, but I knew her, and she she would come in every like once a month. And I remember the the on air staff saying that she was going to come in, and I said, you know what? All right, I said I'm going to talk to her and see if she knows anything about this stuff because whatever. And she would have fun. She'd do readings on the air, Is talk that to people. Vulnerable for you at this point? Oh yeah, to because, actually, yeah, go I'm to like, that link. Oh yeah, and I told her, and, and I said, crazy. and I said, yes, here's the thing. I said, that's what I needed you to say. Like we felt, we felt crazy, crazy. We like, and I told here her, we that. all are. Okay, I told her that, and I said, here's the thing. I said, I know this sounds freaking crazy, so don't laugh at me. But this is what's going on. We're getting all this experience stuff. This is this is what's happening. Do you know anything about this? Can you do anything about it? And she goes, well, okay. She said, let me, what's your address? And I gave it to her. She's like, all right, let me focus my energies around that area, see what I can do and see what's going on. I'll let you know in a couple of days. I said, all right. So I wait and she calls me up a couple of days later and she goes, all right, I think I got it out. You should be good to go. And all she did and was I'm make like, it worse. Well, we didn't know that at that point, though. We're like, yeah, all right. And she didn't know that either. Her intent was it to be no, she, right. no, no, not right. it, of course not. No, and she, what she did, it calmed it down for a little bit, but the intensity was still days. there. See, when he first initially told me this story, I literally pictured it with um, uh, not strong enough binding sitting in the corner. Like yeah, after, that's essentially kind of what it was. Because like, he's like, yeah, well, it kind of went away, but you could still feel it. I said, so it sat in the corner, and it was just like yeah. tethering away at it, just like kind of sitting which there. Which, of course, made it really mad. And, yeah, which, because yeah. I was going to say, so it just exploded. It like, ex- when it finally came out, it was like, I'm still here. It was. And yeah. It, it yes. was, yes. Well, because I didn't know what it was, so I asked her. I said, so what was it? She's like, I don't want to tell you. 
<laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, it's, it wasn't human, but she said, so she's the like, psychic lady says, the psychic lady. I, I don't want to tell you because it's too scary for you yes, to hear. Yeah. Yes, oh. exactly. And I said, well, okay. And not what only was that it? it's one. She's like, but there were multiples, but it was a demonic entity. You had a bunch of attachments. Yeah. Yes. And yes. so I said, that's the first question I asked. I said, so where the heck did these come from? She's like, well, it was attached to one of you. And when you guys got together and got moved in together, it got, it got mad because it didn't like it. And I said, oh. Okay. Which one? She's like, I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm figuring I, since it attacked me, it was attached to her. It was probably attached to me and didn't like her, is my that guess. That makes sense. So, and Andy's so oblivious, oh. he's literally walking around with an eight-foot demon around him, and he's like, sup, bud? Okay, okay, <laughs> you know? so I have to, I like, something came to me, yeah, and I have to know, no. like, but I don't want to ruin the story. No, 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 you no. had a light bulb moment. Yes. Okay, okay, so you guys couldn't be together. Right. Never. But maybe it was like a familial, like a grandparent or something like that, like hanging on going, no, you're not going to be maybe. with her, dude. Like, just- It might have been of someone just like, you know, we don't like that. But I it don't was know. demonic. I get that. But then if you go off the theory that demons don't exist, it's just um, a ball of energy so far away from its source. And if all of the bad energy that... You like you said, all the external forces. What if that was all of the energy of all the external forces Same, coming together apart. when you guys came back together? Because you have that five. It might have been. It might have been that energy from everybody up, else that didn't like it. Wasn't it wasn't yeah. because you didn't love each other and you didn't want to be together. It was literally all these external forces. So and that's what I'm later, starting to see now. Finally, come together, and there's this mass of negativity. Mm-hmm. Yes, from all these people that didn't like it. Manifested into this thing that is still picking on you like you had happen with his family yes so i had a client can i tell the story is it okay I, why Please. are you asking okay. me permission <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it's the right time or yes it's episode. always the right okay. time okay okay so i had a client who um had moved back here to live in his familial home which his sister now lives in okay and he was like i don't get what it is about this place but it's just so heavy for me when I come here. I can't stand being in this place, in this home. He's like, I'm sure it's possessed or something, right? So basically what ended up, they find out, is um, there was some bad stuff that happened in the house. And all that negative energy um, separated from the experience and became its own entity. That mm. negativity became its own entity wow. that stayed in the house and attacked them. And so that maybe is what happens here. That would make all sense. that negative energy of. So that negative energy was be. manifested from people that didn't like us together. Yes. Good and it created golly. its own. And beast. for all those people that might be listening that are like, I'm what not really hell? into this. Yeah. Think about it from like a science perspective. And you think right. like where bacteria comes from or how it grows in fungi and all of those fun things. Mm-hmm. Like. All like in Atoms. your yeah, in your mind right now, just think of mitosis for energy and spirits, yes. and you're like, oh, I, I, okay, it's not as boo boo as I think, right? Because I had to have that that moment with myself where I'm like, I kind of need the proof on why this could manifest this way, mm-hmm. yes. and and that that like grounded me to where I'm not like oh, find okay. a physical way, where find it a truly happens, and then you can understand happens. it for energy. By the way, this is the first time we've ever really talked about this public, so this is strange. Yeah, yes. it is. It is. It, but no, that makes all the sense in the world. 
And so we really appreciate you guys picking spiritual smorgasbord for one, <laughs> right? No, we're happy because like that. Well, it's good to get it out the, so many years later because the whole basis of it is people are in shock and they don't know how to talk about it, or they think people will think they're crazy. Well, even after so many well, years, then you kind of just like start to justify it again. Like, did it really happen? Yeah, yeah. Like, did Absolutely. it really? No, and I know. Yourself? And honestly, that was such a big eye awakening because if there could be something that negative and that that evil. And that you negative, weren't doing anything. You were just living your life. Then there's got to be an equal positive and good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what really opened my eyes to that. Okay, there is good and positive. If there could be something this bad, there's something much, so much greater. Oh, yes. And that is what really just opened my eyes. And so he talked to the to the. So I talked to the psychic, psychic. and it was, we didn't have any activity, but the, the intensity, the heaviness of the air was still there for I want to say three, four days, a yeah, week it maybe. Was, no, not even. It's it not was even like two or three days. And then it came back tenfold. And it was doing it all over again, and, the tapping, the knocking, slamming doors. louder and more fierce. I'm here. I'm and here. Yes. Yes. And Can't get rid of me. So yeah. the psychic eventually even reached out to a demonologist because it was getting to this point. And I'm thinking, great, I'm living in the exorcist. <laughs> I am living in... <laughs> My head's about to spin. The paranormal activity movie. Like, oh, joy. Oh, you know, and, and that's what I keep thinking, too, is like, I just have like that video camera playing in my mind of you guys. Yes. And it's exactly how it is. And even though that movie, everyone was like, okay, that, you know, if it were true, it wouldn't have a producer. And if it wasn't this or whatever. And it's like, but that's exactly how our house was. It was like paranormal activity. This is true. And we have a producer. (laughs) (laughs) For for those people that are like, "Mm, no, because the quality is not right. Like, have you seen the Blair Witch Project? Because let's talk about quality. Well, and that's when, that's when we started where she recommended as well to sage so we went out and we got some sage and we started doing this and that's when some of the tapping like responsiveness happened because we didn't know what we were doing so we opened up the bible we're trying to read bible verses while we're saging so we're to do something the bible what? we're oh, screaming yeah and i'm saging and he's screaming and you're we're technically to do doing your own exorcism <laughs> we're trying admitting we're to figuring we it out like, as we go I, I saw that they you know they read John three sixteen yeah. and just yell. yelled it intensity. <laughs> yeah. Like you will but, leave. But to the point that's what I said. Yes. Yes. And I am. Oh, we and were, yeah, we're and doing we everything did. we can. And that's what we did. And so it got it was still would just not go away. But and the, it was yeah. but the knock intense. that's when the knocking so we we get to the kitchen and we're doing this and we hear the tapping. So I go on the kitchen Which on the kitchen wall. Also feeds their energy. Well, that's what she told me and she told me to stop because well, I started it and I go and it responded, and it goes. Do you it, feel, do you realize that that's actually like a, a week? It's really, really hard for them to tap back. So the fact that it wasn't verbatim yours. Yeah, no, it was delayed. how much effort it had to put in a three taps. It did, yeah. Because the delayed taps freak me out more. And I did it. Because they're really trying on the other side. Yeah, and I did it again. So I went, and it came back and went. Yeah, so then I got pissed and I went, you know, and I banged on the wall. But Tiffany, that's when and Tiffany's then, like, "Don't feed the energy, stop doing that." And you then know? turn around <laughs> after he banged like, on the wall, bam! <laughs> yeah, and oh. it was just like, oh my god! And, and so <laughs> we finally, finally, I said, you know what? We're not messing around anymore. Yes. I am getting a Catholic priest. 
pronto. Yes. So, well, because she working at the bank, so she knew I, a priest that actually went the bank there. Yeah, and he was so okay. So he was really cute. He was a he was a heavy set French man that wore like a mumu kind of, but, say, he's uh, but a in the French priest. priest. Yes, so he you was. Beat him when he's dead. <laughs> yeah. So he came. That's and, his payment. <laughs> he he came and and it was so cute. And Madame, he was well, no, Madame. Well, no. So first you called him. No, he came into the bank. I was oh, going to say yeah. he came in the bank. You and don't you know. You sidebarred him, right? And you're like, so, so listen, like, I don't mean to sound crazy. Yeah. That's, that's the part of the story. I don't that know you have how to start we qualify, with you. Like, but I don't. I need a- yeah. Well, and here's no. the thing. And it was so difficult because this was very vulnerable. This exactly. was, I'm terrified. We're not sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. We're exhausted. We have low negative It's the alien abduction excuse again. They're like, Tiffany, why are you late? You're like, listen, oh, this six-fingered demon kept me up all night, and I am <laughs> yeah. so sorry. I tried to, I tried to do that at work. They didn't, they didn't go well, for it. I couldn't <laughs> wait to get to work. Because... And the dog ate my homework. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I couldn't wait to get to work because it was a vacation away from this hellhole. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's how I saw it. Is it wasn't a home. It wasn't a sanctuary. It was a hellhole. Oh my god. And yes. the one I love and I are getting tortured, and we can't sleep because every time we sleep. Bam, bam, bam. And it literally tortured us to where it was sleep depriving us. And that's the that was the point. They're like, I'm just going to drive them. So we but can, we it was them, yeah. manifesting more of its energy yes. from us by dividing, taking our energies away. Mm-hmm. So we I have, have a black tourmaline in my pocket for a reason today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have I such... have crystals in my pocket for this episode. I'm not messing around. <laughs> you should have warned me. <laughs> so sorry. So we have low vibrations. We are exhausted. You're being We're tired. Tired. Thinned out off we, of. We are walking zombies. Ugh. And it's just like every time you go home, you hear shit and you're like, yeah, it's that. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, and I mean, you can literally cut the tension with a knife. It is so damn thick in there. You can't breathe. Ugh. And finally, this priest came and I'm, I'm lousy. I'm losing hope. And my body's bruised and I'm tired and I don't know what to do anymore. And so I see the priest. And he he comes in and he goes, hi, madame, how are you today? And he's so, you know, and I'm like, good. And I'm trying to talk to him. And, and I really wanted him to come to my window, my teller window. I really wanted to talk to him. And I did everything I could. Like, I shushed the customer out in front of me. Like, I got, I'll help you over here, you know. And yes. I get him over. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to bring this up to him? Because this is, this is weird. And I'm not Catholic. What do I do? And you I know? don't want to get fired. And, you know. And, and, and so I go, I go, I have a question for you, father. And he goes, what? I have a question for you, Father. Can you talk to me for a minute? You know, and I'm trying to whisper. And I'm like, you know, and I so I don't. And he goes, yeah. And I go, but it's very serious, and I don't know what to do. I don't want you to think I'm crazy. And I'm like, yeah. And I said, um, there's something going on at home, and I am, I'm, I'm scared, Father. Which right now, you sound like a domestic dispute case. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, He's like, you need the police. Yes. Yes. Not I'm not the really priest. I think you got like, those I'm mixed up. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to like sugarcoat what's going on. And finally I go, but, but I can't see what this is. And it's keeping me up at night and it's driving me crazy. And father, you got to help me please. Cause I'm losing my sanity and oh I'm saying and it hurts and you know, whatever. And I'm trying to explain it and I start crying. As so, and I go, please don't think of anything. And I'm not Catholic, and I should be. And I'm so sorry. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm the wrong religion <laughs> because my religion sucks and it won't help me. But yours, your people do this right. Yeah. And, I mean, that's how it was. And oh he gosh. took mercy on me. And I mean, I just felt like such a crumpled soul. Yeah. I was crumbled. I was defeated. But you were. Ex- ex- in the vulnerable state that the spirit or whatever, <sighs> the mass ball of energy. 
and yes yeah. i mean we were just putty at this point mm-hmm. and he looks at me and he goes i understand yes madam i can help you and it'll be very quiet and it's got to stay quiet and he goes he goes um i'll be right back he's like go back to work can you take a break and meet me outside in the parking lot in 20 minutes and i said chore and I said okay and I'm like well I hope he's gonna help dun, me dun, dun. I hope he's gonna help me I hope he's gonna help me and so I met and so anyway 20 minutes goes by and I meet him out in the parking lot and here he is driving the church car fan thing and he pulls up because he lives there you know at the church and anyway he he's taking out gallon jugs of water he goes this is epiphany holy water he goes the this highest. is highest the highest blessed water that priest can possibly have I need you to take this home and I need you to sprinkle this and douse it from the top to the bottom of everything as you are chant- saying things from Bible, the Bible. This is what you need to do. And I go, okay. Because he technically had to go out of town instead of coming to your apartment, which is why he gave you all of this yeah, holy he was water. Town. To like, he couldn't do it for well, like a Well, and that's what right? he told me. He said, the reason why I'm doing this, madam, is I can't. I, I have to leave to go on this trip and I will be gone for three weeks. And he goes, so this should be enough. And it was four gallons of Epiphany Holy Water. How good did it feel to have someone Something. Like just believe in Something. you? Something. Something. I felt there was hope. Yes. And I and have to ask the question that everybody listening wants to know. What? Did you drink any of it? No. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> no, just in case no, we did not. Oh yeah, my drink. gosh, Desiree. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought about it that. though. I, I was like, I, I thought about it, but she's like, "No, that's probably dirty. Like people put their hands in that." I'm like, "Maybe a nun was it's like rebelling. Don't water. do it. It's a pithy oh. water." <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it is, is it? So I, I I'm like, so I just just to embrace these jugs and to fill something. It was yes. like. I've been saved, you know, and I was so excited. I'm the wrong religion. Thank you so much. And I felt so bad not being Catholic. I didn't know what to do. And I, and I even told him, I'm not Catholic. I'm so sorry, but I don't know what to do and who to but turn to. But don't you think it's weird that religion has box, pe- box people in so much that mm-hmm. even if it's something that's out of their religious wheelhouse, yes. that if they go to somebody, they're like, I am unworthy of your advice and your help because and I am wrong. Methodist and you are Catholic and you are Christian and you are Buddhist. And, and what you know, yeah. and what I'll say in all a later episode is how I'm now visioning everything is it's all a big mosaic puzzle. Yes. And I don't think that all the information that we have is necessarily untrue. I think it's been manipulated or not or secret right. and not passing about, it like, on. All the takeovers. Like yes. if you really want to learn the history of religion, you would have to learn the history of war. Yes. And taking over. Because literally the first thing everybody does when they take over they don't go and grab your gold and shit. They grab your art and your history and your religion. Yes. And they either decide so to integrate with it or they destroy it. Mm-hmm. So and I think- when you think about like the the real value, like everybody thinks like value, value money. But like they, the wrong side of people, so to speak, like they, they see the value and the knowledge and how they can control people based on that narrative. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what and that's what it is. It's manipulation creepy. and control. Yes. And here's the thing. I think that parts of Christianity are real. Catholicism real. 100%. Hinduism real. 100%. It's all real and it's all interconnected. Uh-huh. And it's, it's just all trying, the same. It is, mm. but it's also finding those little nuggets and pieces of the puzzle and putting them together to well, make the full puzzle. Well, that something else because if you're coming up Christian and then you just happen to jump out of your box for a minute and even just look at like a top 10 list of Hinduism. Yes. You're like, I believe in some of those. That's weird. Yes. 
Oh. And it's all interconnected. And then, like, you see a, you know, a Buddhist quote on Instagram. You're like, that, that makes nice. me feel good. That makes sense. Oh, that's that's what Buddhism is? Oh, because yeah. you... You have I can these, identify with that. Yeah, you have well, these parameters what started in your mind. You're like, opening I can't later, cross yeah. that line because I am this, which is why I'm so big on like not labeling it. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, mm-hmm. and and you're right. We box ourselves into that. Even if I were to say like non-denominational, I'm like, at this point, I think I just believe in everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. And it, Aliens, it is. Because dinosaurs, mermaids. I'm every denominational. Fairies. Yes. 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 <laughs> because it somehow all it fits all. together. Yes. And it, it really does. And the fact that it was taken away and deprived, like that's depriving like mm-hmm. to humans and to people and to our spirits yeah. because just because somebody wanted to manipulate and control the narrative to fit their yes. agenda they the they that we don't know who the they thems. are but it's the thems it yeah. is it is yes. and so yeah no but so i felt really guilty not being catholic but going to a catholic priest and definitely yeah. feeling very unworthy and unworthy is how i felt but then yet when he gave me that i had gold in my arms yes. i had a weapon in my arms and i had god on my side mm-hmm. and that's exactly what i and needed it didn't matter that i was catholic and it did not matter because I all was he said he's just like make a donation to the church and I can come out and do this. So and I would really like dinner after all this is over. Well, well, <laughs> I decided I'm hungry. Looking at his account, he went out to eat a lot, and he was very, very overweight. Like you know, like I said, a priest mumu. I don't know what they're called, but yeah. that's what it was. And I that's mean, so funny. And anyway, I thought you know he he it goes out to eat all the time. When's the last time he had a home cooked meal? That's a good so I went ahead and I thought, okay, well, and when he came three weeks later, well, meanwhile he called me in the middle of his trip. And he goes, I got worried about you. And I was at home at this point by myself. And it was lunchtime. And I had to go home for whatever reason. And I'm walking around feeling this thing stalking over me and taunting me. And mm-hmm. He's probably breathing. So you, like you did flick the water. We right did now. flick the water. And mm-hmm. it's... It, down it calmed things down, but it didn't. It didn't it, stop it, anything. It brought it down, and then it would go back up. And it mm-hmm. was like a roll. It was like the stock market. Like it would start off high in the morning, yes. and then at night we would do this. Three we weeks, could sleep four gallons. Yes, that's all they had to get through it. And, and a dollar w- in Doge coins. Yeah. And yeah. A dollar in Doge coins. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't enough. You know, it wasn't enough. But we were trying to make it enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and and by this time it had become normality, right? And, no, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. like you wanted it to go away, but you're like, we're I, hoping, know, we're I know when I go home that this is what I'm going yeah. into versus, oh my God, what was that? So in the day, it was yeah. kind of weird. We did the holy water ritual at night. So that way we could sleep and we got oh, sleep. Yeah, and then in the morning sense. it was kind of low. And then by the time the nighttime came, that it was really high and he was acting out again. And so it was like putting him on timeout again. All right. So and then, it's like feeding a cat at night so it doesn't mm. run around. Yeah, That's literally what I picture is like, okay, we're going to. That's exactly how it was. And it was exhausting. tranquilize this dude. But it was. He can run around all day long and do whatever he wants just as long as I'm not here. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's exactly how it was. Well, I'm glad that you got some sleep, like, towards the end of Towards this. the end of it. Bit, and, yeah. I mean, it was more than what we ever, we, we've had for months, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it wasn't exactly restful because you didn't know when it was going to get just this, you know, spark of energy. Because your PTSD is already, yes. <laughs> right, in motion. <laughs> and so, I'm. Uh, he calls me, and he's worried for some reason. And the priest made a phone call to me to see how things were going before he got there. And this was like halfway through his trip. Madame, I was just thinking of you, making sure you were okay. And if you're still set for me to come over, I wanted to see how the holy water was doing. You know, a plethora of questions. I love that he listened to that voice in his head and actually called you. Right. Me too. Because there's so many people that people pop into their mind. They don't, 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they don't, don't act provoke on it. it yeah. And then they don't act on it. So I absolutely love that he did that. It's just showing your worthiness more and more. But honestly, like, what a great priest he is, What too. a great, mm-hmm. amazing priest. Oh, he was a great guy. Because yeah. he's there for all humans, not yes. just mm-hmm. Catholics. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that, that made me feel so loved and so embraced and mm-hmm. so accepted and not crazy. But while she's talking to him. So while I'm talking to him and I'm on the phone, I'm standing in front of the built-in microwave. And you know how you can see that your reflection on the built-in microwave. Oh, God. The, the back of the coming don't again. Don't even start. Don't even start. There's the little scary button. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I know what's going So the back of I'm my hair my eyes. got picked up, went straight up above my head, and literally yeet. As I was on the phone, and I'm screaming, and I'm it's because I was talking to the priest on the phone that it yeah. wanted to yes. hurt me again. Yes. Yeah, it was and like no, 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 no. It literally, I mean, I mean, part of my hair came out of my head Ow. and onto the floor. I mean, it just just yanked my hair. So that was that was you know. So we're trying to just keep this calm until the priest arrives. But the microwave? Did you see it in the microwave? Yes. Is that where that I'm came watching from? It. Okay. I'm watching. Did you see the spirit or just the hair? Just the hair. Okay. Okay. Because the rest of the frame of was out. Someone is going to steal that for a scene in a scary movie. Oh, it's going to be because I. That's that's (laughs) why I can't watch them at first. But just the scenes that they set up, where they open the refrigerator door and it closes, they open up the bathroom mirror, or they see a reflection of something weird. But they pan back to the person where you can't see it. Right then, and but then, like the real thing is going on in the reflection of the microwave. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, I well, can't the watch it. Was talking to me, and I'm looking, and all of a sudden, caught my eye, and I look, and I'm looking at the microwave, and I see my hair up above my head, and I'm just like, what? Right before I could do anything, just uh, bam. And I mean, it was just, it just in an instant. And I, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. And I mean, I had a headache pretty bad that day. Um. Oh, well, it did it twice because the second time she was calling him to once he got back into town to set up the appointment and we were sitting on the couch and I saw it too then with her hair. It didn't yank that time, but it got raised up. And but he I was saw just it. saying like, hey, Andy, I am also here. Yeah, like I, I saw that as we're sitting on the couch and she's talking to the priest right there. So, I mean, I saw it as well a second time. Um, but, I mean, the good news was that once he finally came out. We're ready to give. I mean, if the guy wanted a million dollars, we would have freaking figured it out <laughs> yes. because we wanted this to happen so okay, bad. Okay, okay. Before you tell the story. Please tell me the spirit messed with him. No. It didn't, oh, well, actually. It, 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 it did. In a way. Well, it did. I'm like, kind of. Just tell it. Okay. Just okay. give it to okay. it. I'm like <laughs> sitting here like, tell that and I'm what sorry, happened. This, I've got so much to talk about. And this wasn't even it. This was your story. So I'm sorry. But he, <laughs> Are you sure it's his story? <laughs> uh, he's, he's messing this, up this, the facts. This part of it, I mean. Well, if he could get it right, it would be his story. <laughs> so the pre- oh, Thank you. No. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Andy also gets to edit the podcast, so right. he can cut whatever he wants out. He's like, I don't know like what she said right he there. He has full editorial rights to. No, 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 no. They're not going to bring up my manhood. Cut that now. out. Thanks, Amy. No, it happened at Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that SpongeBob narrator. Awesome. Oh my so, gosh. Okay, so we have we have the French priest. He's so, in the apartment. He's in the apartment. In the apartment. And he he brings. What what was that? That's so he, whatever it is, the little swinging thing that yeah. makes the smoke and yeah, the, yes. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He, he brings for that exorcisms and funerals. Yeah, I mean the whole ceremonial thing. He brought some more Epiphany holy water. He brought that. Lots he was desked epiphany. out in his in his entire garment and even the the scarves and the, the you know yeah the they do like a full it's a ritual yeah. ritual and, and it's yeah. a ceremony. And he yes. just told us he's like just go about your business, do your thing. He's like it's going to last about forty five minutes. So three four hours later. 
The entire apartment doused is doused with holy water. Soaking it is dripping wet. like you, a wet. Do cave. you remember? Didn't he use like a a Bible on a different language? Yes. Like was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was doing it all in Latin. Language? Is, that's okay. what it was. He that's was what he Latin. was. So yes, and he was an old priest. Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. I wanted you to make that connection. Thank yeah. you, yeah. Latin Tiffany. Latin once again has come uh-huh. to either be a romantic partner or just a. A white I never thought of that either. Right I never did either. But Latin always had a big influence in my life. Yeah, and so hmm. positive no, and no, negative. Let's, before before we get into that, we got to remember like too an origin story. To yeah. Me. Now That's his church, the, the the parish that he had, was away from the mainstream Catholic Church because they actually still did their services in Latin, which I guess the Catholic Church overall does not do anymore. No. So he was he was on yes. kind of the old school traditional uh, alternative type of Catholic Church, and he did his services in Latin as well. So that's why we liked him because he actually did that yeah. kind of stuff he instead was, of the he more was mainstream. Like, honestly, to me, it was the purest form of religion I could find. Yeah, it was again it was like your tie with Latin. Like it could be written on a wall if you're lost and you're like, I go this way. Yes, like that's what it is. To it, you. It's it kind of like a me. guide. Yes. yes, that's beautiful. So we, uh, so he comes in and he does. I filled my storage. Good job. <laughs> it's a huge phone too. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> So he comes in and he does the smoke thing and yeah, he's doing, he's reading in Latin and he's doing an entire Latin ceremony. So for almost four hours later, so it's like three, three and a half hours, he comes out and I mean the whole entire apartment is drenched from the ceiling, just droplets on our head, bed sheets, wires, electronics. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, it looked like a tidal wave came into the apartment and we're just kind of looking at each other and the priest comes out and he is dripping sweat. And he is pale and he is sick and he's ready to throw up. He can't, he can't, he can't eat. So I had to box him up his dinner to go. Like he couldn't stay with us. Cause didn't he get like pneumonia? Yeah. And after that, yeah, he goes, he left and he ended up coming down with like when he was there, supposedly his doctor said they had pneumonia, but he was perfectly fine when he was on my doorstep. And three hours after this, he would look like he was on his deathbed. And he was right. sick. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he was sick for two weeks after oh. doing my... What a great guy. You yeah. know, it sounds like he needs to work on grounding practices. <laughs> you know, and like <laughs> he transmutation to, he to is all I get from that experience because we're all channel stuff, whether we are named channelers or not. But at the end of the day, like if you don't know how to ground what's coming to you, it can get stuck in you and it can really, you know, manifest like pneumonia for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So what a sweet, sweet man that yeah. oh, But after I that, to go we that. could tell the difference in it lifted and it was oh, it peaceful and it was oh nice. my gosh you could breathe in there and it was and he like wasn't stationary. in the corner tied no he was gone mm. he was gone he was gone it was gone and he gave us some coins of the whatever saint it was that protects the home he put the holy water on those bless them and he's like put those up around your door frames oh around crosses. your windows Which i also you know? love that because you're supposed to put clear quartz in all the corners of your houses to amplify positive energy too so i love that again it just shows even each religion has their own form their own thing of, yeah yeah and so we had the saint Italians marked up everywhere. And mm-hmm. then he gave, um, uh, he, I mean, it just was so peaceful. It was so nice. And home was sanctuary. It was home. Mm-hmm. And we could breathe. And it was happy home. It was our home. Our home that we needed to create. It was ours. And we were home. We were finally home. We were <laughs> yes. finally together. And we were finally enjoying being married. We were enjoying. But then fast forward. Till we have the baby. Come on. 
fun. No. And what I know it's <laughs> riveting. So we are happy and we are we are okay and we're fine. And then we found out that we were expecting a miracle baby that honestly we didn't think we were gonna even be capable of having. Uh-huh. And everything is now falling in place in our lives and we are just so happy and so content. So is this experience in the back of your mind no. by the time oh, your it's daughter gone. came along? Like, we are so happy it's, it's all gone. Not, like you don't have a fear it's coming back, you can no, go to bed it's and gone. like you're totally normal. We are are we in the same house? Yes. Okay. And then you find out you're pregnant and you're going to be parents. Yep. And we're, so we're looking forward to the next step in life. That was in the past. We put that in the past. It's gone. Mm -hmm. We have survived it and look at us and we're proud. We did it. Okay, fine. But what did it do? What did it do to your beliefs in those time? Like you had this experience. You're still Christian. It made us pique our interest on that sort of thing. That's that's when we joined ghost, the ghost hunting groups and we ended up going on ghost hunts, trying to find more of it. Like, we're like, Hey, you want to bring it back? We wanted to understand it. We wanted to understand it. He wanted to understand what more. And me, I, I'm okay. I, I know spirits are around me, but I know mm-hmm. human spirits. I mm-hmm. know good spirits. I'm okay with that. And oh. I think that people are stuck here. They're okay. What the hell that was? I don't know. And I never want to meet that demon again. Mm-hmm. And there are demons out there and they need to go. And I don't want somebody, I wanted to figure out a way to help people know that it's okay. This is not going to hurt you. Yeah, and you're and not that this, crazy. Yeah, that you're not crazy. And that this is just, you know, this is just somebody that needs to resolve some issues and go on. They need to go. And they're a human. They're not going to hurt you. They're here. They don't know that they're gone, you know. And they, or they're, they're, they need to finish something up. Or, you know, or they're stuck in this pattern. And they're people. But if I ever recognized this, I would know how to direct them because they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And that was the message that I wanted to do. And that mm-hmm. was my personal, my personal path. He just wanted to I say. I was just like, that was Trailer weird. teaser, trailer teaser, trailer teaser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that was weird. But yeah, it's, and then it. So it, then we get the baby and we are at the hospital. Again. Well, we're at the hospital and I just had the baby. And that Which day. Which is, talk about a vulnerable situation is having a baby. It's so funny. It's always attacking when I'm the most vulnerable. Yeah, right? And so I just had the baby, and I'm exhausted. Andy's exhausted. I've been in labor for like three days. We just had mm-hmm. the baby. I am just like, ah. Anyway, my mom has been with us this entire time. She says, I'm going to go back to your apartment and get some sleep and get showered, and then I will come back in a little bit and let you guys sleep and, you know, trying to help with the baby. And we're like, okay, yeah, Mom, that sounds great. So him and I are just out. I mean, we're zonked. You, Anyway, I'm like, you know. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, so <laughs> we get it. We're our moms. Yes. Andy's like, yeah, we were really tired. We're like, no, no. bro. Like, <laughs> you don't know tired until you have a baby. Exhausted. Yes. So, but even he is. I mean, he's been up with me all this time. So we're so exhausted. So my mom comes back only like two hours later. Like, that's not enough time for her to rest. And she showered and dressed and, like, puppy died and, like, okay, let's do this. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, woman, you didn't sleep. Like, we haven't even gone to bed yet. What do you mean you went to sleep? Like, what the hell? And she was, anyway, she was in a really weird mood. Like, really just, really mood. We were exhausted. We didn't drive well. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go. It looks like you guys got this under control. Because she kind of got off the vibe that we weren't, like, wanting her there. And that was not, that's not what, what it was. It's not the case at all. Not the case at all. And I think what happened is Just honestly, for when mom listens to it, she knows that she wanted to be there. She <laughs> wanted to be there. Yeah. And she We did. wanted her there, too. And we really wanted her there, yeah. too. And I think that with just all of our energies and all the, the events of the day and everything coming in yeah. and the exhaustion, we just weren't driving. And she thought we didn't want her there. And, and we thought, well, why is she being that way? You know, and it wasn't that at all. It was just, you know, th- things just weren't falling into place. Energetic miscommunication. That's exactly all it was. Uh-huh. And so 
later on, I didn't know this, but okay, so I'll, I'll get back to that point. I'll make full circle in a minute. We get home with the baby and things are going swimmingly. Things are going fine. Andy goes back to work about a week or and a half later. And anyway, I am there and I'm trying to, you know, pump. I'm trying to feed the baby and take care of the baby. And I'm trying to do the dishes. And thank goodness we made freezer meals for like a month prior to her coming. And, you know, so at least that part's handled just to take some of that pressure off. And, you know, trying to adjust to a new norm Mm -hmm. and trying to go with this. Well, she had a little tiny music box on a pack and play. And anyway, it started to just come the kiss going off the classical music started going off and i'd be like okay that's where maybe it's the batteries okay whatever you know so, oh so you were again still you didn't go straight back oh, to gosh. No. oh god he's back no you were just like oh the batteries the batteries on the toy it's okay it's coming on whatever and so anyway i remember this vividly so vividly as i went to go and place the baby because there was a pack and play in the living room and because we had, remember it's a 400 square foot apartment and then I it's had 450 little, oh excuse me <laughs> and so I had a bassinet talk about the facts <laughs> uh, I had a, a bassinet at the end of the bed and so for some reason I thought I'm doing dishes I'm going to clink around I'm going to move the baby from the pack in place and she's napping and I think I only had to be about Oh, gosh, about a, a month and a half old. I was old. like, you're in a bassinet, so you're definitely in like the Infants. one to one to three month range. Yeah, and so I get her there, and yeah, she's about a month, month and a half old, so I lay her down, and I go back out to start doing my dishes, and I'm doing my thing. All of a sudden, I hear the music box go off again, and I look over, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to take out the batteries out of that thing. Okay, yeah, and Ugh. as soon as I stopped and made that like connection... The pack and play, the top part, that the bassinet part in the pack and play with the music box lifted up and flew across the room. And my baby was just laying on it just moments prior. Um. My heart sank because now I know. I know it's back. And then guess what? No! The knocking just pushed me over the edge. The, the, oh my god, I have to sleep with the lights on tonight. My, I've got goosies even talking about this now openly, so openly. And I my heart sank. My stomach fell out of my ass. Oh, my and God. And I'm standing right? there, and I'm like... And you're like, and my baby's here. And my baby. And my baby's here. And mommy instincts kick in. Yes. yes. My baby is here. Which is ferocious if you think anything, seeing or not, yes. is coming after it. You're like, oh. Exactly. My child. Yes. Get away. And so that, that protectiveness came over me. And I, I it pained me to get on the phone and tell Andy what happened, but I had to let him know it's back. Yeah, it's back. With and, a vengeance. And I'm holding my baby, and I wouldn't put her down anywhere. And then when I would sleep, you know, I'd kept her right and I'd sleep with my arm on her just to Mm -hmm. make sure. And I was just like, and the thing would be round and it was coming back again. And I said, Andy, we got to go. It's coming after our baby. We need to leave. And I'd have dreams where it would be taunting me and my sleep. And it would have, we both had bad dreams. It was so funny because we weren't even talking. I'm not funny. Ironic. We weren't talking to each other um, about this dream. And because you did at this point, you didn't want to freak each other out anymore after everything. Exactly. You, you kind of have spiritual ptsd at this point yes not a really good step in the door no right and so here i am trying to guard my baby i'm trying to do this i told andy it's back we gotta go and we agreed you know what we're gonna go move in with my parents and get rid of this apartment we will figure out the job situation later and we will get back we will get on our feet and get our own place but we got to get the hell out of here because we are not doing this again Mm -hmm. especially with our baby not gonna happen and so, so I want to interject here really quick because thanks to again Charmed, 
I have always had this thing in my mind and through other research that kids are actually really vulnerable to positive and negative. So the storyline of this kid that was born between this white lighter and this witch is that it's an all-powerful child and it can be swayed easily in its youth by good and bad. So like the mom would put like energy orbs around the baby anytime she was away from it all the time. And it was this big blue ball over and over and over. And like these entities would come like during the baby's nap time and try to pierce through the energy ball to then influence with it with negativity and like all the toxins in the world and like turn it bad from youth. So when I had Monroe, I have never told anybody this, but from the moment that she came out of me, I understood that I was a vessel that connected the spiritual and the physical world. Mm-hmm. And that was a really cool honor to be a part of as a woman. I think it gets downplayed so much. So I just want to like it's repeat beautiful. that one more time. You are literally a vessel that connects the spirit world and the physical world. Whoa. That's crazy. That's yeah. mind blowing. It is and when you beautiful. think about it. Like, it yes. is because like I wanted to die during labor, <laughs> yes. but I also mm-hmm. knew that I was going to make it through. And when she came out, as you guys know, it's just this monstrous protection. Yes. And I was already aware of bad energy or things that could come to you. So I was like, not only am I going to physically protect you, but I'm going to energetically protect you. And I put eggs around my child. I pictured her in cl- crystal cords. When I had to sleep away from her for a little bit, her still to this day, she sleeps in my room. Um, I think we're going to get our own bedroom and we're just going to be together always. You and Monroe. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. My husband's like, yeah, are we going to get her own room yet? And I'm like, I think we're going to get our own room and you can have your own because I don't know how to separate it. And it's because, and he doesn't know this. It's because I lay there and before I go to bed, I put energy orbs around my baby and I only bring in good. And I call in the archangels that I know protect me. And I say, if you can only, if you can only protect one at a time, which I know they can protect many at a time, you, it's Monroe every time. So when I look over to pack and play, there is a huge blue protective orb that nothing bad can come and touch my baby mm. that I can't see okay. because I've had stuff in my room. Okay, so you can edit Whew. this out, but it's going to be really important that you not send your angels away, even for your baby. Know that there can be double entity. Like you can. Keep well, your no, ang- like they were. They were there. It was like it was like a double layer. It was okay. like there's the energy ball, and there's them. What I meant is, if it came to somebody, like something negative right. coming to me, peering over my bed, and then he brought a friend with him, and they're over Monroe. And I don't want to like limit celestial powers or anything, right. but it's you choose Monroe first. I was directing my angels that you pick her first, and then come for me because mm-hmm. I got me, mm-hmm. but I do want help with Monroe because it's a 100% vulnerability with her. Mm -hmm. So that's what I meant by that. I never send him away. Yeah. I had a client, a a young boy, a 10 year old boy came to me and his grandma brought him to me. And he was, when I say thousands, like hundreds of thousands of angels were just with him spinning Mm -hmm. all the time. Right. And I talked to his grandma after I'm like, here's what I saw. Here's blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, yeah, I always, I always tell my, my angels go to him first. And I'm like, yeah, but you're falling apart. And you know why you're falling apart? Because you sent that away mm. to him and you have to protect you because you are no good to him without that. Yes. And so, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I do want to make that clear. Like I don't send them away from yeah. me, um, but I'm, 
it's rule number one. Right. Monroe is who we protect. And I think I think yes. moms and dads in car feel accidents, that way 100%. In, in any which my awareness is peaked 100 percent when I'm out in public with her by myself anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just it was important for me to like I had already talked to my spirit team and I was like, OK, it's not it's not about me anymore. It's about her. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not going to like pour from an empty cup. Right. So, yes. sorry about that tree branch, guys. No, let's go okay. back. Let's okay. go back to you. No, it's good information. It's good information. Well, the nice yes. thing was, it's. I mean, that that section was pretty much. Well, no, it wasn't. It was scary again because <laughs> it came. I'm sorry, I did it again because it came back. Like it, it, it scared me because now, yes, you have ultimate vulnerability. You yes. have a child, and you are trying to figure out how do I fight. And, and go to protect well, a mama. Well, you kind of want to act like a kangaroo and just, like, shove her in your pouch. Right. Yeah, and that's you're what you like, want to do. You're like, listen. Yes. But once we moved is when the Let's activity. Go back. Do you see how he stopped? Because he was like, like once like, we moved, like, you're like, yes, yet? once we moved. <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to rein it back because it even got even deeper. Like, I would be breastfeeding her in the middle of the night. No. And which is Knock also, in. like, number two vulnerability after having the baby is also feeding her and yes. making sure that you're nourishing yourself enough to then give to her. Exactly. And so it would be the middle of the night and she'd be crying. The newborn, he has to go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. So I'd scoop her up in my arms and we go sit on the couch. And I remember one night she just, her eyes started, I started following her eyes. And her eyes were looking in the dark and they were going. And then all of a sudden, ah! oh, and it no, scared her. No, and she's, no. why the bad goosey is always the bad and, goosey. And it's, it's that, confirmation. Yes. That yeah. scared the shit out of me because, I mean, I'm just Your baby her saw something that you technically couldn't. No, and I'm looking and I know and it's it there. it terrified her. It terrified her. Oh. We'd be also breastfeeding or we'd be doing, you know, our middle of the night sessions or whatever. And anyway, or even during the day. And I'd be holding her. She'd be clean and happy. And then all of a sudden she'd start crying because the thing would pinch her Aww. or touch her. And I would hold her. And no matter how much I held her, I couldn't conceal all of her. And there was something that would be vulnerable, sticking out that he could touch, poke, pinch, yes, do something. something. And it's like if he was able to, he, it, was able to pick me up and throw me, if it was able to tap, if it was able to, yeah, to do all of this things, do to my little baby? what is it doing to my child? And it's obviously hurting her. Yes. And it's attacking her. And that's the point where I'm like, Nope. I'm not staying not one more night here. We are going to do this. And I mean, moving with a newborn is the dumbest thing you can do <laughs> unless you are I mean, in our situation. Yeah. I mean, if unless that was in your situation, only thing that justified that I remember he was trying to lift up because I couldn't, I was all stitched up. Mm. He was picking up all the heavy furniture, putting it in a storage unit. I'm breastfeeding in a hundred degree storage unit and still healing outside. from having the baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's picking up all this stuff. And I mean, we're outside sweating our, you know, our butts off and I am feeding her in a hundred degree storage unit. And I mean, and I, I'm just whatever we have to do because we were not going to stay there and we left and we went well before we started having these dreams before we went. And then after about, and I'll let Andy talk about the dreams because they were very similar to mine. Mine were very graphic and very, 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 um, and so were his. But mine were, they were actually taking the baby and pulling her apart. I was going to say, like, at this point, I need a diaper to listen to your stories to right. me. Like, you are scaring me shitless. I'm sorry. And it was just, but it was, it was horrible. And when we got to my mom's, I said, this is what you need to do. You need to invite us into your home by name because if it's attached to us or if it followed us, yes. we do not need to do this. So I made my mom stand there and saying, Isla May. You're allowed to come into the house. 
Tiffany. I invite you and you only. Yes. You know, yeah, Tiffany. You to each one of us. Oh, I, I mean, no, yes. I'm saying first, middle, and last name. You and only you are invited into my home only. And we did this. And then as soon as we got in, we did sage from the top of our heads down to the bottom. Yes. I mean, we took all it's the like precautions. It's like spiritual COVID. You remember when, like, COVID hit? I like that. You walked into your house. You literally stripped your clothes off at the door. You already had sanitizer, and you went to the shower. Yes. And then you came back out in new clothes, and you put gloves on, if you were me and my mom during quarantine back in Illinois, and you literally pick up the clothes as if you can see the COVID on them, and you throw them in the washer, and you rewash them. And you dispose of the gloves. You dispose of the gloves. You re-sanitize yourself again. You thank the Lord above that you made it through that moment of just walking through your door. Yep. That's exactly what it was like. Awkward. <laughs> it was horrible. So awkward. And thank goodness my mom was like on key with this because she yeah, told me right. that that night that she went back to our apartment after we just had the baby, she was going to sleep. She went to go. She got all ready. She's exhausted because she's been up with me mm-hmm. for over 24 hours. She's tired. She goes to lay down, and as soon as she did, lights started flicking on, and the cabinet doors started shutting and slamming, and she said it was the most terrifying. Because you can't run out. It's it's like it, you're it's having everywhere. a fight with, like, Invisible Man. Have you ever seen that movie yeah. where, like, they're trying to fight him, and he has the advantage because he can go anywhere and do anything. It's going all around you all at once, Yes. Too. And so you don't know. It's like being, have you ever seen, like, okay, somebody's trapped in a fire, in a fire. It's, like, all full circle. Like, yeah, it's like and you're, circle. like, looking around. You don't even and know where to go. And you don't know go. where to go. It's almost like when the priest came in and did what he did, he protected you. Mm-hmm. And then your mom came, and the entity's like... There's well, no at the same time, in. so shortly after, too, so oh, my buddies came to town baby. and the yes. baby, and that's when it came back. So shortly before we moved to shortly after having the baby, it was St. Patrick's Day. And my buddies came over for St. Patty's Day. It was our annual thing. And uh, one of my buddies, like I had told him all the stuff that had happened. And then one of them was like, yeah, whatever. You know, the, not real. The other one was kind of wigged like out. like you had this whole time. You're yeah. Like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Okay, <laughs> cool. Whatever. The other guy was like, ah, he's like, I don't know if I want to stay in your apartment. But he ended up crashing on the couch that night. Um, Tiffany's back up at uh, at her parents, you know, for the weekend. Just because I figured I'd give him a guy's weekend. He needs yeah. to have his own individuality. He needs Absolutely. to do his own thing. And, you know, and I wanted to. And it was our tradition. St. Patty's Day, we always went to the Irish pub and, you know, did our thing. Uh, well, that night, or it's, he was. Yeah, and I was pregnant, so I'm not thinking anything. It was it. early in the morning and he. Uh, <laughs> he had an experience to where he had said that like his, his alarm on his watch is on his phone. He's like, they kept going off and I didn't have my alarm set. And he's like, and I would turn off my alarms and it would go off and I would turn my phone on vibrant and it would go off again. And he's like, and it kept going off. And he's like, he's like, I'm not staying in your apartment anymore, dude. He couldn't, he couldn't rest. Yeah. And he told me this and I was just like, he, he actually, you know, you didn't want to tell me about this. You talked it up to being a technical issue and we were around our merry day and then our merry way. And then my mom had an issue, but she didn't want to disturb us because we just had a baby. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she quite understood what just happened. And, you know, had let your, that sink Had in. your mom heard the stories about what was yes. happening? She, I yeah. told her every day. She was about the only one that was I like, I can't oh. believe she went back to that apartment knowing that stuff had happened there. But because the priest was there, everything was calm. Everything, I, right. Nothing I had that. really happened since then. So yeah. she was a haunted house is a haunted house to me. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you clear that energy, but. Yeah, I but, got an Airbnb. <laughs> but once we yeah, but once we got out and we and we got in their house, then it went away with the dreams, which that leads into part of the my spiritual awakening is where I've never really had vivid dreams. I've never really had really detailed dreams. Is it something that you've always wanted, though? 
Oh, I've always wanted that. I've yeah. always I've always heard about the lucid dreaming or knowing that you're dreaming in the middle the of it or a- astral projection stuff. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do that, always been intrigued, never been able to do it. I sleep so hard, I, I can never do that. But I started having really weird, really vivid dreams of, I had a dream where I was like, it, I'll never forget it. It was weird because the first vivid dream I had, I, I had a dream that I was tied up and it was like like a dark room, like a warehouse kind of thing, but a spotlight was directly on me. And I was tied up and I couldn't move and I was just kind of restrained. And this person that was all completely cloaked in black was just like on the out, right on the outer realm of the light. And he was just um, telepathically just laughing and chuckling and like, I'm going to get your kid. I'm going to get your wife. And there's not anything you can do about it. And And you know, it's true because their mouths don't move. Yeah. That's That's the one indicator if it's not living. Wait, wait, wait. Is this true? Yes. Tell me what you just said and like... I need to know what you just That's said. That's how you know the difference. Like if you see stuff or if you think you see stuff. Like or in like a dream? Dead people, in a dream and dead people. Like right now. If you, if I could hear you talk and your lips weren't moving, then I would know you're dead and Andy's alive. Okay, so... Mm, I was not aware of that. Because my that's, dreams, how, that's like how my friend that's a psychic of the time, found out that she was moving? psychic. No. Oh. The people that I talk to in my dreams don't talk. It's it, they're going to come to you telepathy either because they're advanced or because they're dead. They have no reason to move their lips and talk. They have they have that, which is why they communicate without moving. That's their interesting. Lips. Well, he yes. was he was doing that, and I, now I couldn't see That's his also face. How you know you have the sight? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a mind blown? <laughs> mind yeah. blown. Like let's just all let's just all yeah. take a deep breath in. There we go. And now we all know that we've seen dead people. Yeah. Go take it away, Andy. Well now again, now I couldn't see his face yeah. because it was cloaked and it was dark, so I couldn't see, but I was hearing his voice and he was laughing and chuckling, just I'm gonna get your kid, I'm gonna get your wife, and there's nothing you can do. And I was screaming and I was I was just screaming at him, you know, let me at you, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna kill you, whatever. I'm just screaming and I couldn't do anything, but it was just this dark warehouse and just the spotlight directly on me and he was just right on that outer skirt just just laughing and chuckling and that was the first actual super vivid dream that i've ever so did had you wake up in terror or were you aware of the dream as no you i were? woke up in terror you woke up in terror yeah i i was not aware of the dream i woke up and i was panicking um and then and I it told, was still pretty vivid. Like you could still hear the voice in your head. I even still when you can. Woke up. I still can. Because that's yeah. also another barrier that they can cross over to. Uh, yeah, so I, I gets, still can. I it can gets still. creepier when they keep talking out of the but dream. But it, it sounded like a whisper. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's going to get faint and faint. Yeah. It's going to take more energy to get you in your waking than when you're asleep. Mm-hmm. So. So, but yeah, so that was, that, that was the first dream that I had um, that really kind of archived with me. So between like. All the way till now, I mean, these little nuggets, these little things have happened all throughout. Little breadcrumbs. But, yeah, I I still wasn't very in tune spiritually, I guess. Yeah. Until really. How could you, though, when that's, like, your first? Yeah. I'm just like, that's kind of weird. And then I move on. You know, and I, (laughs) that's interesting. And then I move on. You you guys were like, oh, let's join a paranormal team and figure this out more. Right. Right. So, like, I commend you for doing that alone because most people would literally nosedive into a Bible and find a proper priest to stay with the rest of their life after having that experience. Yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, that well, came and to me, me being Thank the curious God, Jesus cat, and God are here for me, which you obviously yeah. had that your whole time. Yes. But most people don't keep walking through the haunted apple orchard. Well, I think right. I wanted to validate it because after a while, then, it, like even now, it's like, did it really happen? Like, is it, yeah. or was it just a figment of my imagination, or was it stuff that we just, 
you know, we could have explained. We just, you know, didn't think about it at that time because we were frightened. And it's like, no, like weird delusions, of weird grandeur. stuff actually happened. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I so I think the entire venture then since has been I'm trying to validate it. And like, all right, I want to experience it so I can understand it because me being right. the analytical guy, I need it to happen in process for me to analyze it, it to as it's sense. happening to make sense to know what's actually going on. So we joined the groups and we've done the ghost hunting stuff. Um, Still keeping your faith the whole time, too. Yeah. Yes. Like yes. you didn't denounce your religions. No. You didn't say, I don't believe in anything or I, uh, what it, there's agnosticism, but then there's non-denominational. And then there's another one that just believes in like an all powerful being and source, but they don't, they don't think it's Allah. They don't think it's God. They don't think it's this. They just believe that there is something out there. Mm-hmm. And then thank God they keep a moral compass. So I, I do like to point that out that through all of this, you guys didn't go, okay, well, we don't believe in God anymore because this happened <laughs> and you know, like it did. Well, like she said before, it strengthened it, it because bring, if there was that yes. much negative and there's, you know, that much stuff, then there's got to be something else going on. On the opposite side of the spectrum. But, yes. you know, just the, the, the typical religious go to church on Sunday kind of person Honestly, didn't want to hear. It did. It, it yeah. strengthened our face because Which it's like, is a you great know, thing to point out. we don't necessarily go to church every Sunday and we haven't in a long time. But, you know, we had a deeper understanding of that side of it as opposed to someone that just goes to church every Sunday. And then when we would tell them about it, be like, oh, that didn't actually happen. Oh, yeah. That wasn't actually, actually real, happen, yeah. you know, because, because they don't want to talk my, about it. The book that I read, that my book says that that doesn't exist, so it doesn't exactly. Yes. But yeah, they send and party and whatever Saturday night, and then go to church and act, you know, yes. great to go on Sunday, and that's right. the hypocrisy of it all. Oh yes, and, and it's like no, we have. And God needs a lot of money. I hope you guys know that. <laughs> yeah, like right. pull out, pull out your wallet, folks, because pull it on out. Yeah. So my, I mean, I guess that leads to about this point now, where. My, I guess my interest and my need mm-hmm. to understand it led to... When did it become a journey to where you're getting connected, either a, a stronger relationship with God or when you started turning turning it like into yourself? Like when did it become an inner I'm, journey for I'm you? starting that, I think, now. Yeah. Like right now, all these years later, I think I'm starting that right now because my the way I've always seen all of this stuff has been I want to be the guy reading the history book learning about it, but it's not actually happening right now. It's just that's what way it used to be, which is why my fascination with history and with politics and with with culture and with everything is, all right, what does this culture believe? What did they believe a thousand years ago? What did this culture believe? What did they believe a thousand years ago? You know, what yeah. did my ancestors... really big first edition fan. Yeah, exactly. That's what I say The first about edition. It. I mean, with, with everything that's changed through politics and, and years of corruption and, you know, years of wanting to manipulate or wanting to convert. I mean, even mm-hmm. it's not, not even a bad way, but religion just changed naturally just by converting other cultures as well and making it relatable to them so they understood it better. Well, yeah, if you think about... A Christmas tree. I was just going to say, you know, like, the Wicca and pagan origin. Of, na- of nature. And then they said, all right, well, you know what? Put a tree in your home and light it up and you're celebrating Jesus, you know? His and birthday. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? So, I mean, they so those type of traditions, and I'm, that's what started to pique my interest of... What was it like at the very, very beginning before mm-hmm. all of the changes and manipulations? Because obviously without cell phones and without computer and technologies, without having to go to work for a nine to five and you being exhausted, when you're more in tune and you're just out in survival mode outside, obviously you had a lot more time to speculate and think and contemplate things. So, and you were probably way more in tune with stuff than what we are right now today. Pop quiz. <laughs> you're going to love this. Okay. So I actually heard this on another podcast and I hate that I can't give them credit right now, 
but they said, when did we move from hunter-gatherers to when we actually were able to sit down and start and have a thought? Do you know, like, Mm. what in American, or I shouldn't even say, like, American history, but, like, world history with us as a human species actually were able to sit and have a thought? Because when I say the one word that brought it all together, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I totally see that. Um, I don't know. It was farming because you actually had to sit and watch. You went to domesticate and you became domesticated versus the hunter gatherer where you're following like the buffalo for the seasons yeah. or you're living somewhere for a short amount of time. You're so busy being in a fight or flight mode. Right. As that's what it was. You were either going domesticated to community for the animals. Yeah. You were building your community. And then by the time your community got built, you hunted enough food and then you packed up and you followed something else. So when they actually farmed, you picture just a human sitting out on their farm and they're like, oh, my gosh, is yeah. that a thought? And that's when like humans finally got to sit down and contemplate yeah, that, wow. it makes sense. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I'm Which like, is about, I love farming. Uh, yeah. I grew up on a farm. Yes. Yes. Love farming. Where yeah. would we be without yeah. the farm? Without People the farms. People do not hype up farmers enough. No. So the fact that like that was the start of technically the inner journey yeah. is self-sustaining in a way. It's just like right. brings you all back together. It does. It, it makes sense. And that's, and that's what the fascination was. What was it like? then Mm -hmm. when we first started and so I started jumping into the Bible and I'd still after a year of this I haven't gotten past the book of Genesis because (laughs) I still question all you know it's all the stuff going on there and wait a second what about this and what about this and that's that's what opened the door that led me to the journey through all of this and then lo and behold then I meet this community and now everything's like opening up all at the same time okay so (laughs) read Genesis as if it were a story about aliens. So we just ha- do that. I've, have, I've, I've thought about that as well. We have discussed like kind of like the, the Anunnaki concept of it, not necessarily just as an alien species, but as I can't think of the name I'm thinking of right now, but who the serpent actually is. That's not Satan. And it wasn't, how am I trying to say this? It wasn't where the woman ate the apple and then like, you know, Pandora's box freaking open. They got kicked out. It was actually that the serpent was trying to release them from whatever form of misinformation that Adam and Eve were actually getting. And what the serpent wanted them to know was um, tool making. So you could then chop down your own wood and build your own and like not not be dependent on whatever was in the Garden of Eden. I know I'm like supremely paraphrasing this because we are doing like an episode on the Anunnaki, but I find that fascinating. And anything that at this point like breaks what I thought was the truth or just adds to it or shows more of its origin, I think that's that's my favorite part yeah. about so it. So my running theory right now, and it and could be right, right, could be now, wrong. It'll literally yeah, get my, blown tomorrow when we find until I learn something else. By the time this episode yeah, airs, right it will now, change. Exactly. Yes. But my running theory right now is it makes sense with extraterrestrials, outer beings like that, that, that uh, when we talk about it and we hear about like the Nephilim and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. My running theory currently as we talk about trying to tie all of the religions that have been out there with multiple gods or just one singular god is that when when they see angelic beings coming from the heavens, you know, Obviously, there's God with my Christian faith. There is the God, but then 
I still think the fallen angels are the aliens, the fallen angels that came from the spiritual realm of just the energy to the physical being in the physical presence. And those fallen angels are the extraterrestrials or whatever that we may see and that, or that people see or experience or whatever. And that the, the cultures that had multiple gods and that saw multiple, the God of farming and the God of fertility and the God of war and the God of this were the good or, and or bad fallen angels or extraterrestrials that had a physical form that were teaching them these things either in good lights or in bad lights, which is why they had religions of multiple gods and they made carvings that all looked similar all over the world and just different unique things because they very well could have been the physical fallen angels. Um, and, and I mean, it may sound crazy. That's my current theory that I have right now. Is- I don't think it sounds crazy at all. I think especially through just the research part of this journey, um, the best part is not attaching yourself to anything. Yeah, yeah. well, and it still and embraces the Christian faith. I, I'm open to infinite possibilities and just please, please show me the pathway that I'm supposed to go on because I do believe that there are people in this world that are supposed to find a subject and then like that is what they're supposed to master. Mm-hmm. And if that's you, like you get it. Right. I am so random that I sometimes read five books at one time. I find a word in a book and then I have to stop and I have to Google it. And then that opens up another book that was written in yada, 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 yada and you go down the rabbit hole and you can't stop. And I used to, like, I, I was serving tables a long time ago in Quincy and there was a psychic at the table and I, I sat her drink down and she grabbed my hand and started reading me immediately. And luckily, like, I didn't have boundaries at that time. So I was like, you (laughs) don't have permission to read me, (laughs) but I was like, oh my God, it's a psychic. Yes. I love this. And she's like, you have a hard time finishing things, don't you? You're just like bouncing around everywhere, picking up this book, picking up that book. And she's like, you should really try to like finish something one day, but you'll be called to it. Like, don't feel bad about the fact that you're so random and you do have all these projects that are technically unfinished. And I've just recently with talking to all of our friend, Bella Dessa, (laughs) you know, have really like come into a powerful space of, I think it's awesome that I'm random. I think it's awesome that you guys have no idea when I take a breath. Or Andy, for that matter. <laughs> like, I think it's great that I can just be like, la, 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 instead of like, wow, you're you're long-winded. Wow, you're just, you Well, know. and I'll say this. I think that's awesome about you, too. Thank you. Yeah. Because it's seriously, like, a new thing for me. Because I've just been shut down so many times in my life where they're like, why? God. like You're I, too much. Yeah, you are oh. too much. And I'm like, <gasps> I have the I'm best. I'm not enough. I have the best of intentions. I right. swear. You are enough. <laughs> you know, it's you are enough and just existing. Yes. Yeah. Like you don't have to go to work to, you know, matter. Right. Which was super big like three years ago, but that's my episode. So <laughs> back to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I want to tag on what he was saying a little bit. Just think about for a second and Maybe this is a little too personal for me because I can imagine it very easily. Mm. Okay, think about for a second if you had to tell a story about your family or your friend that you are now alienated from, right? They are no longer part of your life because they they don't deserve to be in your energy. They've done something. They've said something. Oh, How sure. would you tell that story? They would be a fallen angel. Sure. But in their story, you would be the fallen angel. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, going back to let's. Yeah. Let's just throw out there that maybe this is an alien created race or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Whomever's story or version we have, 
would be the others are the fallen angels. Sure. I'm the good guy. You're the bad guy. Well, and that's yes. why there's, I mean, Propaganda. reading and trying to learn yeah. more about it. You're right. There's so many ideas of like the Adam and Eve story of, you know, who was the, the serpent that made him eat the apple where they bad like Satan, like, you know, you read this, you know, how that was bad and how they got kicked out of, you know, the perfect world. Or was it the other theory of, you or know, what they, they were enslaved? being enslaved and captive yeah. and therefore now they're released and they can, you know, find their full potential. It's, it's interesting I have to think about, about one way or the other. I have for a loop that I just came across in Scandinavian folklore that is now this week's <laughs> rabbit hole after talking with Bella. And I had to look it up because I knew that I was going to say it wrong. But it's called a holder, H-U-L-D-E-R. And basically, it is a Scandinavian folklore creature. It's a seductive forest creature. And it's actually Norwegian folklore, too. And um, it looks like a human being, just beautiful, like stunning. But it has a cow tail. And it will hide its cow tail when it comes in and comes around humans. And the one... The one rule is you're not allowed to tell them if you see their tail. I'm about to blow your mind because I saw something also in this folklore where it talks about how the holder is actually a daughter of Eve. And Eve is cleaning the babies in the Garden of Eden and God comes to check on them. And the babies that are dirty, she hides. And God notices that babies are missing. And he says, are those all the babies that you have? Um, And she said, these are all the clean ones. And then he said, all those that are not clean will be unseen and they will live underground. And the literal interpretation of the word holder, H-U-L-D-E-R, means covered or secret. Wow. And it actually, they are actually brought up in Christian, like old, old Christian folklore that at one point possibly but at one point that humans did intermingle with these and in the christian faith it is said that if a holder comes to a human man and is taken into marriage through christianity her tail will disappear and she's allowed to be human that's fascinating yeah Mm. yes we're pretty much caught to the current time is now i mean literally within the last I started doing this investigative work of researching all these different mm-hmm. theologies, philosophies, really the last year, year and a half. And I got a sudden urge to want to do something like a ayahuasca or something to break that barrier because I've been so frustrated my entire life of these Raise little nuggets that have been there. Raise your hand if you want to do ayahuasca. <laughs> There's that. There's, For the um, listeners, there are all the hands. All the hands. Yes. So, uh, but mine, mine really hit where I, I've been so frustrated my entire life where these little nuggets been dropped, but I can't. I can't feel the stuff. I don't feel connected to all that spirituality stuff, which is why I've wanted to like, you know what? I really need to do some kind of ayahuasca or something like that to break that barrier. And I've really felt that. And the more I do my investigative research of looking Can at the religions, looking at the philosophies, vulnerable with us and tell us a little bit about your Bella Dessa experience. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, that's the point that I'm at now is after researching it all, it's like, there's something there. Why can't I feel it? Mm-hmm. And so we found Belladessa, who does the the hypnotherapy for past life regression. So it's Dolores Cannon's quantum healing hypnosis therapy. I'm glad you remembered that because I couldn't. <laughs> I, I, I it was. I a, have to remember it forever because <laughs> besides meeting Desiree two years ago, it's literally the same level of blowing my mind and like changing my life. Like if you if 
if your spiritual awakening was an earthquake of your like your life and you have to have aftershocks <laughs> and those aftershocks whether they register to you or not and some do this is an aftershock for me and this has cracked yet another level in myself where i go ooh, ooh yes what well, we went to bella um about a month ago and she said that just with stuff that had happened in this life that we weren't able to do the the hypnotherapy stuff however uh, last weekend when we went to go see Connie for the for the readings and learning about the spirit guides and the you know the that sort of thing, on the way to the New Age Center, Bella called me and said I just got a message from the higher ups or whatever that you're ready. So when can you come in? It's finally getting to the point to where I'm learning more of it. I'm starting to feel more of it uh, during my meeting with Connie. How's your daily life? Since well, you've been on this journey, I'm like, excited. What have you noticed? It's, it, I'm excited. She does a really good job. Okay, one thing I've noticed about you since, because we started working together in like December, and every day you either walk in with like a green tea or sometimes you have a smoothie or something. But I, one day I was like, tell me about the way that you wake up because I wake up and I actually have alone time. I meditate, I make my own smoothie, and I don't talk to anybody before I leave the house unless my daughter wakes up and then I change her diaper, give her a bottle, and put her back down so her dad can sleep a little more and then he's like we wake up together we do we can do meditation if we feel like it we do some yoga we have breakfast together we have our morning conversations like they are well in no, here's, this together well, here's the thing now now this is a big drastic change because i used to do a morning radio show that started at 6 a.m so i was up at about 4 35 hated my life because i'm never my entire life been a morning person Hate the mornings. And I, was, I love the mornings. I love to grocery shop at 4 a.m. I like to get things but done. But do you actually like give up and get yourself time to like be yourself for a minute before you go into the get ready, go to work role? Because I, I, think, that's, I think that's what he's about to bring up is how I giving yourself time to have time with yourself in the morning and doing those things that are good for you and benefit you. Yes. First, like there, that's the change is, oh, my alarm's going off. Well, yeah, Let me hurry up and get ready I and leave the house. And that's my exactly day how it's been. And even before, when, after I went to work, after having the baby and after maternity leave, mm-hmm. I sat there and, you know, I would have my coffee and eat a little breakfast and watch a show or do whatever. Just, I, I called it farting around. I would do yeah. whatever I wanted to do before getting out ready. Tiffany. And then go go to work. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what, you know, it always was. And then he would get up early and he's always out of bed, out the door. Yep. I want to sleep as long as possible, hit my alarm until I can literally just wake up, throw the clothes on and walk out and the me, door. Because why up. waste any time mm-hmm. if you can sleep? I need mm-hmm. some coffee. I need I a totally religious get experience in the morning. You know, I love that. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And that that's how I was. And then we decided since starting the spiritual journey that we, we one complaint after the baby was born. Now, the, now our daughter is six. Mm-hmm. So one complaint that was always, we've always had is it's just like as soon as you wake up, it became so dreadful because it's like you got to wake up and like life just goes whether you're ready for it or not. And yes. you got to go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the day, you're giving your spouse what's left over. Mm-hmm. And... That's not much after all of the other demands have been met. So the biggest complaint of, you know, Andy and I talking, we're extremely communicative and very close, was that we're not getting enough us time. And by the time that we do finally, at the end of the day, have some time for us, we'd rather do something on our own than be with us. So our marriage is starting to suffer. And, well, we can't have that. So then we decided, well, all right, well, let's go ahead and revamp this. And to my surprise, he was willing to get up 
early. And like this was like So now instead of I about died of shock. The, and now instead of hitting my alarm until time, though, that's amazing. Well yeah, mm-hmm. instead of setting the alarm at six thirty, six forty five to be out by seven, we set the alarm at five fifteen to really get up by about five thirty to do an hour. An affirmation first thing in the morning at five fifteen as we're kind of coming out of that sleep zone. And then after that, then of course, uh, you know, we get up, it's bath if we need whatever. But then we drink water first thing because water is so important to get yes, those organs. Stimulated. I do the same thing, and it's so important. Two glasses I of water it in the going through my body yeah. and cleansing out all the toxins too. I was like, get out of me! Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have a good day. <laughs> oh, I'm so childlike when I'm doing my shy time. I, I'm I, looking I, yeah. in the mirror. I'm like, you girl, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I didn't used to be like that. I, I would, you know, you're always your worst critic, but no, seriously, fix that shit. I didn't even know half of it. I mean, like just starting the morning affirmations, the morning meditation stuff, putting putting on Drinking binaural beats, you know, I the vibrational stuff. I love how silly you feel in the beginning of it. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Like yeah. even sometimes oh, yeah. if I quit doing my affirmations for a week, and then I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> I am love, I am light. <laughs> you know, yeah, it feels a little weird, but at yeah. the same time, once you say it's like, wow, okay. And I think it just sets the tone. Like I love affirmation time. I do too because it's like, okay, you know, you need to hear that because we tell ourselves so much negative things. And I'm, well, I get, I get mine a little bit different though. I mean, I'm already like energetic hoorah good yeah. but i it's i mean rainbows and sunshine all the time yeah. <laughs> i try to I at least it. i try I married to one too no i love it the motivation is uh which which keeps me going i just like that i guess type a personality i've been drawn to a lot of inspirational people like that yeah celebrities or you know whatever that are just like you know watch me you know doubt me i'm gonna prove you wrong and i'm gonna make it happen mm-hmm. which has led me to chase her for so long and you know get her <laughs> and then you well, know yeah, to look, start a business you guys are on this journey together and yes yeah. you are i mean you're starting your own business with your network yep. which actually hosts our podcast yes um it's the hoosier media network correct? Yep. i was like i don't know why i struggled with saying <laughs> that like i've never heard it before i'm so sorry um and then you also have like a plant medicine business that you're starting which you're starting your gardens now yes so tell and us tell us a little sneak peek okay. for part two for, for part, part two. two. Well, so <laughs> with my health, you have to hit rock bottom in the health, mm-hmm. you know, with your health to have an eye opening experience. Yeah, and mine was okay. Doctors don't care; they don't. Mm-hmm. They're there to get a paycheck, patient after patient. There's no. They're also really desensitized. I'm going to throw that in there. Like, yeah, it's, think true. about it being EMT, being police, being anything. It's or just patch and go every day. Yeah, you have to throw a bandaid over broken legs. So I've already speak. seen you four times today. Yes, yeah. whether it's the tools that the institution gives them or the fact that when I picture being a doctor, which granted, like that woman that came in with a clipboard. Wrong. Right. Right. But like one of my best friends is a doctor and I said, how do you do it? And he's like, we don't mean to seem desensitized. He goes, and I'm not speaking for every doctor. He goes, because I'm a good doctor and I do care about my patients. He goes, but think about actually taking on their emotions as your own. You can't. Mm-hmm. It'll tear them apart. He's like, I would kill myself. And I'm like, thank you for that honesty yeah. because it's true. That's what an empath goes through every day if they don't protect their energy properly. (laughs) They went grocery shopping and the lady over aisle two is going through a divorce. And now all of a sudden they're wondering why they're going through a divorce in their head. And I just came in for a jug of milk. Yeah, like stuff like that. Yeah, you channel you channel everybody. So like setting boundaries, clearing your energy, and a lot of work to do and a lot to learn on this journey. So I guess that's my favorite part about like being able to like be with you guys through this is because 
two years actually sounds like a short time, but it is infinity on a spiritual journey when you're literally like relearning and unlearning and decondition- deconditioning and doing all this stuff. Like she well, walked she's way more detail oriented than I am. She I mean, is. And I understand like you condensing all, all the things. Kids are like, I'm, I'm going to tie these four things together. And that's great. And then she comes in and fact checks you, which is why I was like, you're coming in on this, right? Like you're going <laughs> to bounce back and forth on your experiences because you are a blockbuster. So I needed her to come in and be like, well, as soon as he walked out the door, all hell broke loose. And this right. is what happened to me. So it's honestly such a great like bounce back and forth of perspectives. But like it just brings the whole message home like, hey, this is a safe place. And yes. check out check out this crazy story that our friends just had and now it's led them here and they're obviously going to come back and we're all going to talk more and more. I can't even imagine how long this episode is. So I guess I should be like, if you're still listening, oh my gosh, <laughs> what are you doing? And but why no, don't you but have I don't feel bad do at all life. because of yeah, coast no, to sure. coast. I feel like a Joe Rogan podcast yes. right now. Like, yes, this is my podcast. It'll be as long as I want. And I think we've done really it. good with not, I haven't said the F word the whole time. So I get to put granny approved on the description. Yes. I think you said it once. Great. No. Dang it. I'd I, I be like, granny approved, maybe an F word. We can beep it. Nah. Beep. There's no F We're internet. We're yeah. good. Yeah. If you look at the etymology of the F word, it's absolutely ridiculous that it's offensive. <laughs> like, now I just want to be like, bubbles. You know? And yes. just, like, say it the way would I do it. And they're like, what do you mean when you say bubbles? I'm like, I mean. It's not the word. It's the meaning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what people don't yeah. get. Yeah. Sure. I knew a little girl who would say beautiful. And her mom used to get so mad at her. Because it's, like, derogatory in that tone, right? Yes. Right, and it because was, my yes. dad would say, I told him I was going to say this today, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yep. My whole life. So I have mastered <laughs> the the condescending tones like I meant to say it like that, actually. Yeah, I'm glad the message was received. You know, or you're nice or you're mean. Mm-hmm. So off topic a little. It, Just a little. Is anything off topic in this? It's not off topic. Okay. I was interrupting you and I said off topic. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> we'll let them wrap this up in a minute. Right. So I want to hear the Beldessa stories and the Connie stories that you guys all just had. But I need to know, like, are we doing it here or like later? You know what I mean? Well, um, we can do another. Like I said, my Bella meeting is tomorrow to. I think so. it would be really cool yeah. to do. So I think it'd be really cool to do like a QHHT episode. Okay. Where we explain what Dolores Cannon did so we can, you know, if people just want to like educate themselves on it and kind of don't want to Google themselves, we'll give them the rundown of it. Can make a and full then, circle later, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, then talk it's about It's a cliffhanger is okay. all it is because okay. I'm sure there's. We I mean, call it a radio tease. My fingertips yes. are on that cliff. Yes. Yeah. And well, I want you to do it too. But I also, I'm so fascinated by the practice that I also want to do like comparative research where I'm like, yes. this is Bella Dessa. This is the way that Bella does it. What about Christy from Kansas City? How is mm. her hypnosis? It must be different. I'm just enthralled with now finding it. Because even if I look at tarot readers, I look at like three readers at a time. And, and I see, yeah, because they do collective readings. Mm-hmm. So I'm like identifying the collection that I'm a part of. And then I just want to see like how intertwined they all are. Because I, be- I believe that you're only going to be called to the ones that you need. 
Or if you have a weird attachment with tarot, which I've also gone through in the beginning of my journey, that if you can't integrate it properly into your life where you rely it rely on it more than yourself, then it is now unhealthy. Right. And you have to realize that in yourself. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you really shouldn't go outside of yourself for those answers. If you have mm-hmm. to sit a little longer, if you have to meditate a little more, that's fine. But if you're like, I wonder what you know, I wonder what that problem is. And you're like, oh, okay, well, my bestie's doing a special on her reading and she will tell me the answer. Hey, I'm starting to figure that out right here. Yes. <laughs> it's not what you think it's, it is. It's not I what I, it was. I was like, is that Moldavite? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a pendulum and I put myrrh, lavender, rubbed sage, and Himalayan pink salt to like super cleanse it away from my energy. Because oh. I was under the impression that him and Tiffany actually both got one when they were at the New Age Center. I thought he had oh. one too. Right? And I'm like, where's yours? And he's like, I didn't get one. I didn't get one. Yeah. So then he's at work this week and he's like, I wish you got one. Tiffany's Tiffany's been playing with hers and I really want one. And I said the last time the last time one of my friends told me they wanted one and they didn't have one, I have like four at all times. And I'm like, I'll go and I'll see which one I just really don't like anymore. And if I'll ask it if it's meant to be yours and I'll give it to you. So I went home and I grabbed that one and I was like, Okay, so I feel like maybe this should go to Andy. Should this go to Andy? And it said yes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Well, I'm gonna cleanse the shit out of this and then I'm gonna give it to him tomorrow at work and then I gave him a pendulum guide that I started on one second to yours I found it at an apothecary in Oklahoma Mm -hmm. and yeah as she sits there and just literally channels it perfectly do you see how open you are after being on that I think it was after yeah Yeah. I'm looking at this and I'm like yeah I'm sitting here playing with this and then I got this thing swinging but the funny (laughs) thing about that is a couple I, I don't want to say a couple weeks ago just like over a month ago like I just asked him I was like have you ever played with a pendulum and he was like, no. And he immediately, like, you could tell his because faith the, the stopped him. Christian the was Christian The conservative like, Christian you don't do that. immediately put it <laughs> yeah. in, like, a satanic occult, mm-hmm. like, category. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, I've been there. I totally get it. Like, when Desiree brought it to me, I was like, what are you, what are you doing right. right now? Well, mm-hmm. last week when we were at, you know, at the metaphysical shop and I saw the pendulums and I was like, what are you, these? You went immediately I to went them. I went right You're to like, them. Ooh. I was like, yes. I was <laughs> and like, I, stood, I stood and watched it and I was like, oh my God, yes. I was like, what <laughs> is this? What am I looking at? These are pretty. What yes. do you do? Because I bought this one there too. Ah, I love it. Yes. And so she, she, you know, so the, 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 the lady that worked there is coming and talking to me about him and you were telling me about Shauna. him. And I go, wait a minute. I go, this is like a Ouija board. Yes. And, and that's what like, you think oh. too about it, but it's your energy. And then, and then after I put that aside, took a deep breath and really listened to what was going on and observed, I was like, wow, okay, I'm channeling my energy. Yes, this is what this is. I am in control. Yes, and it's not an outside force. It's something dynamic. That guy, that 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 thing is not going to come back yeah. and stand over me and be like, ha-ha, I found you. Because you, know? you, you do not have access here, sir. Yes. You cannot come in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So that was very... I don't know, very eye-opening. And so, of course, I had to have one because once I saw that, I got it to move. Like, I had But power. just like, like, the, like the opening a little more, like, you, you'll you realize it more and more. You're like, oh, uh, well, what I'm practicing right now actually doesn't allow me to touch that. And then you, like, you have to break that barrier in yourself even just to do the research. Yes. Like, I have a family member in my head that I'm always terrified to tell that I'm on this journey because um, 
there's no way, shape, or form that they can ever accept it because they are so into their faith, and I respect their faith. And I have been able to sit at their church, and I have sat at their Bible studies, and I've been as good as possible. Um, but I can't, I can't get past like the whole, oh, if they're gay, we'll invite them into our church and we'll help them find their way. Versus just loving people the way that they are because it's none of my freaking business. And I, God didn't put me on this earth to go convert people and bash them over the head with a Bible, right? you know? So, um, coming into again, our, our underground society of woo woo. (laughs) Um, I don't think that you will ever find a more welcoming and understanding group in any facet of your life. Well, and as I mentioned to start off with all this is that being a conservative talk radio show host and, you know, being limited government, you know, whatever kind of thing, more Republican sided just from my stuff coming into this community. I always had the perspective of that was the crazy radical nuts out there making a stink about everything that I was poking fun at on the radio because these people are nuts. And now coming into it, I'm like, well, actually, like most of most of them, well, most of them have the same general political mindset maybe not we always political do it but just yeah just limited government leave me alone you know the the conservative adage of you know get off my lawn mm-hmm. kind of thing that's essentially this community is just leave us alone let me do my thing and it's we're not trying not, to impose yeah, onto anybody we're else not the bad ones i mean i'm in the political mindset not me personally but you see it in the political realm of if you disagree with somebody we have to go and we have to tell you why you're wrong, and we have to mm-hmm. not just do it myself, but make you do it along with me. And if you're not, then you're the problem. Yeah, and it's here not it's just do be- your thing. Yeah, it's do your not thing, which is what the believe. conservative libertarian mindset is: do your thing, I'll do my thing, you do your thing, and everybody's going to live happy. Well, it all takes a bunch of different people. So if you have everybody knocking each other over the head, going "Be like me, be like me," then you're robbing yourself of your individuality. But I think politi- and hiding behind. But I something. think politically, there is a sect of the political realm that has hijacked this environment or this culture Anything and has politicized it to a negative, you know, that's the the ones that make me cringe a little bit. I think you just have to recognize the propaganda and go, yeah. oh, those bastards. <laughs> yeah, And then much. you, you know, like you have to be a part of the good. Yeah. Yes. And not, you don't feed that energy and feed any of that. So like sneak peek for part two, because we, we'll go ahead and like wrap this up. Um, what's the sneak peek? Do you, do you have any other bombs that you want to throw down for part two, <laughs> Tiffany? Because uh, I know, I know there's knew. so much that we're going to, like, I know that we're also going to, like, schedule you on a Saturday, so we have, like, a bigger time window than usual. You won't sleep for a week. You won't <laughs> sleep for, I probably <laughs> won't. No, that was, like, the worst of it. No, there's just so much to this, and I'd like to talk about my spiritual journey, um, health issues, what was a big eye-opener, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then how I've kind of relied to, you know, a child experience that I just did naturally, whether it was a past life, that kind of, which I think is what it was, mm-hmm. that integrated it in. I mean, I think that we're all born with a purpose. Mm-hmm. We know what that is, and then we somehow lose it. We find it. But then later on, you find it, and it's like a eureka moment. And mm-hmm. I, going back to the herbs, that was my eureka moment. So how I'm able to basically heal myself, take care of my family, make a business out of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, eventually my podcast will go on our network as well. And mine is going to be very visual as well as it's going to be like a natural herbal cooking show where I'm going to be able to tell you why this is healthy and how you're going to be able to incorporate it into your lives and how you get this in your daily diet. Because you find out, oh, aloe vera is so good for you. 
and there's juices and stuff, but ew, it's gross. And I'm no. supposed to do this every day. That ain't gonna happen. Saved my life on my honeymoon in Jamaica when I got sunburned. I bought the mm. plant off a guy on a beach and I hacked it open with a machete. And my husband and I, instead of doing honeymoon things, we rubbed aloe vera all over each other and went, <laughs> oh, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it hurts so bad. And oh my you god, go to it feels a health so good. Store, and you go to a store, you'll see aloe vera juice in a bottle, in a and bottle. it's got a bunch of crap in it. Have you ever read the label yes, of an aloe vera and it's bottle? Not natural. I threw it, it all so away. Good. Okay, can I? No. Make a request. Yes. Okay, so I TikTok told me to do a lot of stuff. Okay. And this is Ooh. one of the things. Okay. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. Chlorophyll. Yes. It's amazing for you. Yes. So I ordered this big package of little packets of chlorophyll. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm gonna take it every day. I tried like a it's little disgusting. piece on my finger and I'm like, you want to vomit? I literally was spitting it out, washing them out. How can I take chlorophyll? Because I see him go, oh, look, watch this. I was going to say, anything. Don't give don't it away. Do it on your episode. Uh, yeah, episode. No, no. Edit it out. Uh. Edit it out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Wait till it's next a nice week. Little, I was no, like, okay. it's a nice little sneak peek because you can like bring a kick ass smoothie recipe last yes. time. Okay. We're like, if you were listening in on part one, you'll right. know that we ended talking no, about. It's, it's okay if whether you want to edit it out or not. But I have smoothie. to know how to do chlorophyll. You need to incorporate it into your smoothie. Like, can I IV it? Breathe in. You just around you. <laughs> there you go. Smoothies is going to be your best way to get that in. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Andy, so what's your outro for this? Even though I know we're going to do a part two, so there really isn't like, do you have tips and tricks that you would share with anybody from your perspective? And you I know, say just be open to it all. And just for me, I'm a blonde and I'm very dense to this stuff. And when my wife gives me messages, she has to like smack me across the head and spell it out specifically, Yeah, which has made it very difficult for me to accept spiritual messages coming to me. Oh, so um, you realize that you're, you're, you're the block. Oh, of course I am the block. You're of like, course I am. And that's that my, my biggest, voice? that's my biggest struggle. I mean, when I met with Connie, she said that I was a channeler uh, and she said that I channel easily for my radio show and that I do it all the time and I'd never even really recognized it or noticed. Uh-huh. But was that I can, a moment for you right It there? was a moment because I've noticed many times on my radio program. He sounds where, like a giddy child when he tells you though because we watched him walk out and talk to Connie and we walked up and I, as soon as you talked to her like you're, you're like, I am this. You're like, the world <laughs> makes I, sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she just told me I'm a channeler. Well, and I think Tiffany and I both looked at each other and we were like, duh. Yeah, like, not that we didn't know already, and like he just found out, but we're like, oh yeah, like obviously, because yeah, well, yes. every day I mean, I'm like, what are you talking about on your show today? And he's like, I don't I'm know. just gonna go turn on the mic and wing it, and then I'll hear, like I get to hear him in the studio, and then I get to hear it coming out of the radio, so it matches right here where you hear him. Yeah, hell yeah, you are. You're on the voice of reason, and then I just he didn't write an outline. He didn't. He's amazing. I have my, I, I mean, I have my topics. My I have my topics. I know the bullet points that I want to hit. I write down maybe a couple bullet points, but I have my stories up on the web browser and then I go with it. And I notice and I catch myself in the middle of segments where I'm literally saying something that's coming out. And in my mind, I'm literally thinking, I don't know where this came from. And Joy, I hope I don't mess it up because it's coming out really fluidly and it's really nice, but I don't know where I came but up I don't with know that. What I'm saying. Right. And, yeah, and, it's, and I'm thinking that awesome. as it's coming out sometimes. Well, sometimes he'll come home or call me after his show and he'll go, I'm like, how was your show today? You know, we talk. 
in case I don't miss, you know, I miss it or whatever. And he goes, so he'll tell me. And he goes, well, I don't know. I wasn't really, like, present. Like, it just it just Yeah, happened. he just, like, he's in his flow state is what I call it. Yes. And, like, Very much being so. able to have that identified in you, um, my biggest takeaway is building a language with yourself. Mm-hmm. So many people get caught up and they're like, oh, I found out I have a spirit guide. Now I have to figure out spirit guide language. So then I can then, no, 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 no. They right. all know how to... They know how to communicate with you, but if you don't know how to communicate with yourself, you're always going to be that block. Well, yes. and I'm starting to learn it, and I'm starting to, I guess, the things that have always been happening, and always, I guess that's my spiritual awakening, is the fact that things have always happened, but I just went along with it and never really stopped and was like, huh, that was odd, or, oh, hey, that was from somewhere else, or You were missing whatever. the contemplation. So I was, I was, yeah, so I was actually just I was just going along with it as opposed to actually recognizing what it was, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm at today. Trying to stop and think about was that me doing that or was that just from an outer energy or something? So I'm trying to. That's where I'm trying to a break through that barrier. Both kind of there where we're connecting the dots, and today they have like a better awareness. Yeah, well, I'm talking oh. today, you just you both brought up several things in our conversation today. The Latin. makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the summer solstice. And there was were things that we were just so oblivious to. And today you pointed them out. And looking back, it was like, well, duh. Yeah. You know? And it was those yeah. aha moments. But like, well, are we that blind? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, not at all. I think you just need, I think it also because you're on a self journey. Like you guys are doing it together, but you recognize when you have to step away from each other and go, ooh. This is, this is my part right now where I'm just going to have to be alone. Um, but there's a part of that journey where you have a traumatic response to getting people's help in, even in the spiritual almost. And um, I realize how bad I need those perspectives. I need right. people to tell me their stories. I need people to talk to me. Whether they're reaching out, they're like, hey, I had a really bad day. Um, hey, I think, you know, I'm about to quit my job. You know, I'm going to get a divorce. Like all these like really, really heavy things. Like I need those stories and I need those interactions. And I also need to tell my story and have people point those things out to me. Because you have those people come into your life that then add that value and add that perspective that you can then integrate back into your life. Because I do believe that your guides are making you focus on the things that you need to focus on. And then us unlocking those things for you and showing those, it just shows that we all need each other at the end of the day. Like no matter how much we evolve, no matter how connected we are to God, to source, to anything. And no matter how good you are at your own journey. Yes, no matter how good you are at your own journey. Because I've met people on their journey and I'm like, I can't be friends with them. They're too evolved. Right. (laughs) I am shit. (laughs) and i'm like nobody should ever make you feel that way which obviously like i made myself feel that way but the relatability and the community and the comfortability is is my why and it's Mm -hmm. why i'm here well thank you all so much for listening if you're driving if you have decided to carry us into your house and bluetooth us to your stereo and wonder when this episode ending it's ending now we are thanking you for holding on with us (laughs) and again i encourage anybody that's listening if you do have a story to tell us you can reach out to any of our social media and um, or email us at or email us at spiritual smorgasbord at gmail.com but feel free to reach out to any of the social media we'll post down below and if you have a story to tell um we do you know pre-interviews we get an outline figured out and we are we're here for you so thanks for listening 
And yeah. thank you again for coming. Thank, thank you, you for having us. <laughs> Thanks, guys.